Hello, everybody. Welcome to Movies on the Rocks. I am one third of your host. This is Bevel on the on on the on the ones and twos, as they say in the DJ industry, which I am not of. Yeah, uh, this is not that, but okay. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so uh, also the other two thirds consist of my brother Goody. Hey, what's going on? This is Goody. Um, on the one and one, I don't know, whatever, <laughs> whatever. On, on on the the PC and uh, and of course uh, Derek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, you know, long time <laughs> listener, first time caller. <laughs> exactly. There you go. That sounds about right. Spinning uh, the wheels of steel. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, considering that the wheels of steel now they don't really even pushing the LPs. button on that iPod. <laughs> exactly. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> It's close enough. Clicking it's close enough. The MP, th- Ugh, whatever. Clicking right. on the MP3 or now MP4s, MP4s. Oh, okay. But as always, this is movies on the rocks. We uh, um, are doing a movie every episode in alphabetical order. Um, this week we'll be doing a Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but because it's movies on the rocks, we uh, well two thirds of us will be drinking. Um, I will be drinking, of course, the ever present Kraken, although. I will be finishing it this week. Thanks, thanks be to God. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, this thing. You mean you're not burnt out on it yet, man? Oh no, no, I'm never burned out on cracking. But I mean, I just don't want to drink it after this right now. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I, <laughs> you, I mean, it's a lot. You, you spoke glowingly of it. And I was not crazy about it when I had. I mean, it. I like it. It's it's nah. it's good for just for the sake as, of drinking. It's good for, it's spice, great for maybe the thing is I haven't tried. I don't think I've ever tried other, uh, tried other dark spiced rums. So maybe I just I don't like dark spiced rums. I just like your regular spiced rum. I mean, I don't know. I'm okay with spiced rum. This is actually one of the better ones. This one and Sailor Jerry's are probably one of the better ones. That's about well, it. Well, but but the, not to get you know a lot in the weeds here, but there's different kinds of spice, and that's a you know the Kraken is the the dark spiced rum, which is a few of those yeah. which yeah. people tend to use for dark and stormies. But um, I, I'm not just not my not dark spiced rum. Is not I mean, I thing. use I use I use it for I use it for um my uh what's it called shit from for the Christmas. I use it for um, eggnog. Well, the the Puerto Rican version. Um, God, my mind draws a blank now. What the fuck? I just feel like you started off. Coquito, in love coquito, with coquito. I use it. I use it for coquito, which is like the Puerto Rican version of eggnog. So it's that's what I use it for. Well, I mean, uh, you started off in love with this thing, and oh no, and it's slowly I, just become a <laughs> no, nagging, like, it's nagging like, part. It's, it's, it's I like, like, uh, like cracking like, quite a bit. It's like that. It's become that. You know what's that story? It's the the guy rolling the rock up the hill that he just yes. rolls it back down. Who Atlas? I, no, Atlas. That's not Atlas. That is not no, Atlas. It's a no. king punishment in Haiti. I don't remember now. That's what Anyways. you have right now. The Kraken but is that rock. Close enough. But, but I, you know I feel what? like. I, Every night, to... every night, it refills itself slightly. I'm pretty sure that bottle's a cursed object, and that's part of what happens. <laughs> I'm about to reach the summit on this bad boy because I have literally like maybe uh, an, a, a three, four ounces left. So I'm there. I already see the bottom. Anyways, um, <laughs> but that's just me. Thank you for anybody who actually cares. Uh, but on the other side, um, Derek, what are you uh, partaking of today? So I'm switching it up a little bit, moving away from from so the, you're have a pineapple, the pineapple mandarin. Uh, you basic no. bitch, you. Okay, I, I did run out of most of those. Okay, <laughs> so I How about went. Some off ice. <sighs> no, my god. <laughs> I mean, I've got one on backup just Zima. in case, but that's not where I'm at right now. Zima, don't you dare get that, get that sprite, buddy. You know what? If it was Bartles James, if you had said Bartles James, I would have said 
and we thank we, you. I think we covered this already time. We already covered yeah. this last time. We <laughs> got to let it go. Time, the last time, if he, had, if he had actually said Bartles and James the last episode, if you guys heard the last episode, if he actually heard the last episode and he would have said, I'm drinking some Bartles and James kiwi strawberry, I would have been like, and we thank you for your support. <laughs> okay. Well, well um, no, this week I'm drinking uh, Estrella Jalisco. So it's just a Ooh. just a Mexican import beer. Estrella Jalisco, nice, very nice. And unfortunately, Goody will not be partaking of the libations this week because he has a medical thing he's got to take care of tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah, if man. It's hemorrhoids. Get being responsible oh, and shit, dude. What's going uh, on? Or he's got a lance of boil. Wow. I have no idea, but it's something <laughs> to do. It's it's just blood work for my annual checkup, like a, just a regular doctor's checkup. Oh, oh yeah, 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 that's well, just it's your fault for being an responsible adult. Okay? Yeah, yes. I know. You got to stop adulting. I? How dare you adult, Goody? Yeah, actually, I had, you know what? There was a. The problem is, look, I would actually <laughs> had a schedule for today, so I don't. I wouldn't have had a problem with this. That was actually kind of the, the point, but um, uh, but there was some mix up with scheduling. I don't know what was going on there. I'm not my. I mean, you had an appointment, but they forgot about the appointment. Have you ever seen that that clip no, of Seinfeld when he doesn't? He talks about how you don't. You got You know how to take the reservation, but you don't know how to hold the reservation. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what that's what it is. Is that like when you when you do everything you're supposed to do, and you do it far in advance because that's the responsible thing to do. And then when you show up and then it's not the way it's, it's not ready for you. That's what happened here. Like I show up, I made my appointment, I had it all set up. And then it's like, no, we don't have what you, we, sorry, we have to come back another day. And that's what's so maddening when it's like, when you're the one, the cost is on you, but it's not your fault in any way. And so that's just made it so frustrating. So whatever. Well, how, uh, how extreme is this? I mean, I mean, did you set like a prostate exam when you were 10 or what? No. Well, it was, <laughs> you know what? All right. He went, to, he went to go see Ass Man like in Seinfeld. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. The point is. Dr. Kramer. The point is man. I got to do it tomorrow now because of some mix up on their end. And so not to mess with my numbers or whatever. I'm just not going to drink tonight. Well, so I'll double be... up for you. And I know that <laughs> Tomas is going to try and finish off that. Yeah, no, and, and, and yeah. I'm, I'm gonna finish Do off my this portion for me. Do my portion a, for me, guys. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about to finish off this cracking on the next glass. Plus, I brought in uh, the leftovers of my uh, Flo de Gagne, so I'm good to go today. Anyways, um, <laughs> as always, this is Movies on the Rocks. We said we drink and we talk about movies in alphabetical order. Um, as always, there is uh, we have a discretionary message. Um, if if you are 21, please drink responsibly. If you're not 21. Uh, we ex- we hope you don't drink because you're not of legal age in the states, um, and not, well, not the territories, but the states. Um, we we also would like to say if there's anything that we say that you know could be misconstrued or it offends people, that's not what we're trying to do. This is just literally three guys shooting shit, drinking, and having some fun talking about movies and shit like that, pop culture, video games, all that kind of shit. And if there's something that that is misconstrued or you take offense to, you know, please let us know. We, we are more than like, we're more than happy to fall on our sword and do something of a corrections corner if we have to. Um, but you know, they, we want to make sure that everyone understands this is just for fun. We're having some good times. We're going to be on some major tangents every week. We run on major tangents. Just follow us along. Just stay with us. We do course correct during the, during the podcast. So just, you know, just, Follow us along, have fun, enjoy it, and um, and uh, 
that's it. Um, for is there anything I forgot, guys? No, I think that's it. If we yeah, offend, we apologize. Right. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Hell yeah, we'll give so you those just handles. A jokey, jokey, good time, right? We're just trying to keep it jokey, light, so. joke. Jokey joke, especially when Goody's involved in his technical issues. Whatever. So, dude. anyways, um, <laughs> somebody watch so, the clock. Oh uh, yeah, we gotta do that. Hopefully, his drives the one don't hour update. mark. The one hour mark. Hopefully, his drives don't install. Um, anyways, so uh, Goody, as always, you are our uh, resident news anchor. Uh, please, Goody, Rafael Burial, let's go to the news desk. News of the day. News of the day. News of the day. The all Germans right. have attacked Poland. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Wow. Oh, all right. Here we go. Here we My go. goodness. Okay. Couldn't <laughs> we, we had such a good transition. <laughs> nope. Nope. And then Bill had to screw it up. Okay. Anyway, so uh, the news as they are, it's a little bit uh, gaming heavy because entertainment stuff is a little bit light from what I've found. But uh, the big reveal, big reveal, big reveal uh, since the last time is that uh, Sony had a big unveiling of the PlayStation dun, dun, dun. 5. Big unveiling, um, where it was basically, uh, it was a video, uh, I'm, I'm, like about 45 minutes or so, an hour, I think it was, um, where it was a lot of uh, game developers, and then they were showcasing upcoming games uh, for the new system, um, quite a few of which, uh, I'm pretty sure they're like PlayStation exclusives, so it's one, which obviously is a good idea on their part to kind of try to do that. Um, although they didn't explain if any of them were time exclusive or anything like that, but some places are exclusives. Now it was kind of a sort of beginning for me because the first thing they showed, which was sort of disappointing, but then they kind of picked it from there and it was fine. But it was disappointing. The first thing they showed was um, yet another re-release of GTA Five, uh, which they just yeah was a mentioned again there that GTA 5 was like, you know, coming now for the PlayStation 5. And I'm like, well, that's cool and all. But that game has been around for like, what? Like almost 10 years now, I feel like. Like that was a that was a PlayStation 3 game. I'm actually, pretty sure I played it on, on the PlayStation 3, yeah. Yeah, it was a PlayStation 3 game when that came out. And then they, they poured it, you know, yeah, it was a PS3 game because I played it on PS3. Um, and then they got it on PS4, now they're going to PS5, and now they have a little incentive. Like if you get it on PS5, I believe, uh, you're going to get a bunch of... Um, little extras and, you know, incentives for playing it on uh, GTA Online and all that. So that was kind of a, I thought that was a kind of a weak start. Uh, but then at that point on, from that point on, it really picked up and they really showcased some really, really cool stuff. Really cool stuff. Uh, what I'm particularly, uh, if you might say, excited all about, all the Twitter about, um, is uh, a couple of them. First of all, they showed a really great trailer of uh, the next Resident Evil uh, game, Resident Evil 8 or Resident Evil... Village with like, you know, V-I-I. It's pretty cool how they did that there. Uh, which they're continuing what it looks like. They're continuing what they did for 7, the last mainline entry or new mainline entry, uh, which is going to be, it's going to be first person. Uh, it seems still like they're leaning into the whole survival. They're going, they're keeping that survival horror thing that they kind of went away from for a little while and did more action oriented. Well, 7 brought it back to survival horror. Uh, you're still playing the main character of 7, at least for a time, uh, the main character named Ethan. Um, still looks really good. Looks really great. Um, actually looks so good. In fact, that they announced actually that, um, just this week that, uh, Capcom announced that they are not going to make a cross gen version of it. So if you want to play Resident Evil eight, uh, you're going to have to get a PS five. Uh, they're not going to make a PS four version of it because 
uh, from what it sounded like, uh, they would be sacrificing too much of how it looks and its resolution and all of that um, to have it run on the PS4. So apparently it's only going to come out for PS5. Um, so there's that. Uh, another one that I was really interested in seeing was um, the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, which is going to be Horizon Forbidden West, which if you see the trailer for it, um, it's going to have a much more varied um, terrain place you're going to be going through. Like the last one was very mountainous, right? It looks like you're, you're basically in the Rockies is what you're in, I think, in the, in the last game. I haven't finished it. What else is new? But there it is. Um, but this game, what you can see in the trailers, um, you're still in the U.S. because of a couple of landmarks which you see, which are pretty clear. Uh, but in the trailers, you see um, a desert environment. You see swimming, kind of like so it might be a swimming sections of it. You're swimming in the ocean, a very lush you got and that kind of tropical winter-looking place covered in snow too. Yeah, got snow one that's place. like covered in snow. Yeah, a jungle, a lush tropical jungle-looking area, which I don't know where that is in the U.S., but there it is. Um, I mean, who knows how things have changed, uh, but clearly where you are, you're going to be ending up eventually in San Francisco because they have this great shot when you're playing the game, when you're, when you're watching the trailer of her riding. Um, and there's just the big, the golden gate bridge, uh, obviously covered in lots of vegetation and stuff. Cause this game takes place in the distant future. Um, so you're definitely going to be at least spending some time in San Francisco. Uh, Jeez, it was not that shot looks incredible. Anybody yeah. who hasn't seen that shot, you know, yeah. look at this. Well, and, and honestly, they have a lot of these trailers yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. in 4K. So if you can see it in 4K, gotta check them out. They look really, really nice in 4K. Um, so they have that uh, big one, of course, big reveal, which actually was earlier on. People loved is the new Spider-Man game, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, what looks like what people were hoping for. You're going to be playing the role of Miles Morales. Um, if you don't know who it is, it's the Spider-Man that came in the Ultimate Universe. Ultimate when, Universe, yep. When Peter Parker dies in that universe, and so he takes over the mantle. Great sp- suit. In the last Spider-Man game that it was released, uh, that was a PS4 exclusive, which I'm assuming is going to be PS4, PS5 cross exclusive. Um, you got to see the character was sort of like premiered there and all that, so that was really awesome. Um, now, people were kind of surprised with it because they were like, wow, this is, seems kind of soon for, for a game. So coming, you know, from... from um, it seems kind of soon for a Spider-Man game. And what it's appear, apparently it's going to be, it's going to be more like um, what they call one of those expand-alone type games where it's a smaller game experience. Um, but it's going to... You don't have to have the first game. It's not going to be an expansion or anything. It's standalone. You can play it by yourself, but it's going to be a smaller game, which means it's probably going to be released for a bit of a cheaper price than a full, you know, 60 bucks. It's probably going to be more like, like 40 or so, 45. Kind of like what they did with the Uncharted one. Uh, I think it's Uncharted mm, yeah, uh, yeah, Lost yeah. Legacy. Is that what it was called? Lost Legacy? Uh, maybe uh, I think oh, the, the one with the, what's her name? With, with the, Chloe? The ladies? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, South yeah. African lady? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're, was... they're going to be in there. Uh, well, they're not, they're not going to be in there, but I mean, it's going to be the same idea. Um, it's going to be in the wintertime, it looks like, because they have some great shots of it being winter. I mean, it's going to look really great. Uh, what they've done with it. Um, again, very light on story, uh, which is kind of the point of these. These are probably meant to be teasers. Um, so Resident Evil... it's one of those like open environments. Kind of like how... You know how you could spend hundreds of hours in Grand Theft Auto and never actually play the storyline? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, they might try to do something. Well, I mean, even if it's expand alone, you know, they still have all the assets from the last Spider-Man game. So I'm assuming they just got to, I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to make the game or the job easier for these guys. 
Like it's, I'm, I'm not saying it's super easy, but just to kind of change it a little bit to make the environment reflect like the change of different season, like the winter or something, but the buildings are already made and built. It's just a matter of, I guess, changing a few things. And that's not a few, but so, um, so what, are your, what are your thoughts about the console? Uh, oh yeah. And that was of course the big thing I was using to that right now. Yeah. The big thing was that the actual console itself was revealed. Um, honestly, both people, of them. huh? Both of them. There's two of them. Yeah. There's both of them. Yeah. What they're going to do for this one is that they have the regular kind of console with the optical drive, with the drive, you know, this drive in it. Uh, and they also announced that they're going to be releasing at the same time a digital only version of the console, uh, which is just slightly sleeker, right? Because now you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, it, it looks pretty, if you will. But then there's like with the drive has a little bit of a little curve to it, whereas now it's going to be fully symmetrical uh, once you have it. It's just digital only version of it. So you can, you know, you know, if someone's looking to jump to just having digital versions of games, then they can go into that there as an option for them. Um, uh, well, to the look, the question about the look, I, I like it, actually. People were ragging on it, calling it like a, like a router and all that stuff. I really like it. I like futury looking stuff. It's a, I mean, it's a major departure from, you know, every other PlayStation ever since the 2, the 3, and the 4. They've always been kind of these black boxes, black blocks. Yeah. And this is completely different looking. Um, it's like a white, glistening tower of futury stuff. Um, <laughs> and plus, and you can... And, and you can um... Customized outside too. What? What? Supposedly I didn't know you can that. customize. Yeah, supposedly. I have not heard about the customization. About yeah, that. I, I read about that. That there's a there there there, there is of course. Are you saying that we can just put stickers on it because we could always? I don't do know. That. I don't know. I heard I saw stickers, but then I also saw lit up stickers. So who knows? Oh, dude, I'm I'm just kind of um. I mean, I, I like the design. It's different than what we've seen in recent years. So I mean, good on them for for trying something new, getting outside of the box, outside of the comfort zone. I, I'm I'm good with it. Um, I was awfully, uh, there's been a lot of discussion around this whole concept of, you know, download only and the industry moving that direction. And, um, I I was watching a handful of, uh, YouTubers talking about how, uh, you know, if we do a download only, then, you know, Sony gets a little bit of a cut for all those game purchases and perhaps they, um, they would make more money on that because if you think about like physical media, you know, they get a cut of the brand new purchases, but not the resales. Right. So like GameStop used games. And so the argument was that the digital media version might be cheaper, not only because it doesn't have a optical drive, but it would make Sony more money whenever you continuously have to buy digital downloads. Yeah, I can see that. Well, yeah. And that's been, that's the, that's the belief that like the digital version um, of the of the system could be. I mean, everyone's obviously everyone's estimating. No one knows how much it's going to cost. Is going to be another part of the story. Um, another thing I was going to bring up. No one knows how much it's going to cost. I mean, everyone like it's sort of like someone said in another article I read, which is pretty funny. Like if someone someone that is um, uh, trying to guess at the cost of it, no matter who they are, it's like Schrodinger's cat, where it's basically Schrodinger's <laughs> price. Everyone you're, is you're right, right everyone and is wrong. wrong. At the You're same right time, and wrong until Sony tells us what it is. Everyone's right and everyone's wrong. Um, so, do you care to be right and wrong? Do you care to spitball a number? Well, I, I think what the, the general consensus is right now is that I, I can see it. It's going to be for the optical one, the full disc drive one. I'm guessing it's going to be about five hundred dollars. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's um, what I'm thinking. For, for, the, for, the, for the digital, for the digital, I mean. No, 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 no. For the drive one, 
for the drive one. No, that's that's what I was thinking too. I was thinking bucks. the drive one for the five hundred, and then digital was going to be like four, maybe like four or four fifty. I could see it could be. I, I could see them trying to get people to buy the digital one, digital version, you know, and they, they drop it by that. And hopefully, and I, and this is my hope is that if I also think they haven't said it, but I would think that if they're going to sell you a digital version. Oh, that, get, that RAM is going to be out, out of your mind. Well, it's the same. Everything's going to be the same. It's the same guts for both systems, no matter what. The difference, though, is that I feel like they need to make sure that if they're going to sell you the digital version, it's got to have a, have a larger drive, a larger solid-state drive, because if everything is going to be on there and there's not going to be anything being taken off of a disk, uh, I would expect that they would think that they have to make give you at least a little bit more memory then when you get on the optical drive, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's that's been a whole other thing. Is there's been a couple months ago, or maybe gosh, maybe maybe it wasn't even a month ago when they started talking about the hardware that's going to be in this this console. The so the PlayStation has like some of the fastest cutting edge solid state memory for storage that the industry has ever seen. Stuff that you can't even really get in the enterprise or for you know. You know, people who are always, uh, what is it, the PC master race for, you know, mm-hmm. PC gamers and whatnot who talk about, you know, they can build this machine that's much faster than a console. And that's always kind of been the case, except for now, the solid state memory that these, th- not to get off into the technology world from the entertainment world, but the sa- the storage on these things is cutting edge. It's going to be expensive if they're going to just, all right, well, the digital version needs more memory. We're going to double the memory and suddenly it's, we're talking about cutting edge technology that's now twice the size, you know? Yeah. So maybe they won't. Maybe it'll just be one terabyte across the board for every for both, and there it is. Just maybe it'll be like the terabyte. you know how the switch was where it's like one model. You get one model, and if you want more memory, then you delete games or you buy an SD card, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and the um and, and that and that may be what they're gonna do. I mean, it, it's still gonna be well. It's not gonna be you know how it is. Like if they call it. Oh, it's one terabyte. It's more like it's like I think it's like eight hundred twenty-five gigs or something like that. What you're gonna be getting something like that. But it's always rounded up. So it's the idea is that they're gonna theoretically ship with a one terabyte solid-state drive. Um, but it's a lot of storage. I mean, if you think yeah. about like most people, I feel like what was the number that we came up with? Like most people are gonna have you know five games or more and there are games that are giant, you know, like hundreds of gigs, but most I of mean, them are right, not. I mean, like right now I'm, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption. And I had to clear out a lot of shit on my hard drive because Red Dead Redemption is over a hundred gigs of, uh, of memory. I mean, it's a big fucking game. Yeah. But it, my, my point is that there's only like, if you had 10 games on your console, two or three oh, yeah. of them are going to be that big. Exactly. Right? Not, not all 10 of them. No, but if you if you think with this new one, I mean, they're going to be that big because it's it's it, just from my understanding. I mean, from the way it looks, the graphics are going to be so it's going to be so graphics intensive that I mean, I would only assume that the the the, the memory output's going to be pretty hefty. I'm I'm of the mindset that the digital download version will be about four fifty, but I think the optical drive one will be like five fifty. I think they're going to break the five hundred dollar mark. All right. I yeah, guess we'll I mean, see. I'm both think, right and wrong right now. Yeah, well, we're all right. I'm, I'm going to say it's a dollar. It's going to be one dollar. Oh, what are you going to press is right? Yeah, man, it's going to be a buck. <laughs> one dollar, <laughs> one dollar, one buck. Guess what? Because we're I'm, all over. We're both Look, we're, right and wrong with one. Even we're both $1. right and wrong, they're but I'm just some, more right than the rest of you. In <laughs> some, unless unless you're over, you don't, you don't play. In some, some infinitesimal chance, uh, I may be right. And then and Sony's going to be like, yeah, you know what? Here's a buck. 
It's a solid buck for the system. That's all it is. I can't even argue with you. This is a buck for you, Raphael. This is for you, Raphael, because we heard you on the podcast. There's a small chance. (laughs) As tiny as it is, but the chance exists until they tell us otherwise. Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. What's um, what's, uh, what's next on the docket? Next next thing. um, Actually, something for me near and dear. um, Well, actually, to close out the whole thing with the the look of a console, I like the way it looks. People said it's a buyer. I like the way it looks. I look, it looks really nice. Although from what I've been reading also, it's also going to be really big. Like it's going to be a big console. Um, yeah. Because I mean, it's got artists, high-end components right there. It's going well, to be that, yeah, All that, like, like the artist rendering or, of it where artists kind of like look at, okay, because, you know, the, the system has, you can see the drive on it in the picture. And you can see the little USB port. And they're like, okay, so if we go by the regular, and they kind of like estimate it, this is going to be like the biggest console that they've, that they've ever made. Like as in, People may have to, if they have like a wall unit type thing, make space for it because it's going to be a pretty tall, long console, which it only, and which they, I don't know if they if they have an option for it to be horizontal oriented or if it has to be just kind of a vertical orientation to it. But um, yeah, it's going to be a big console, it looks like. I mean, I've seen pictures of it horizontal. Okay. Well, I mean, I've seen pictures of it horizontal because I mean, it's the, the the drive itself is still look. It's when they're setting it up, it's vertical, so it's still. I think it could be horizontal. I just don't know. I mean, I've seen it horizontal. Granted, that's just in picture, so who's to say that it is? It can be horizontal. I'm or it's saying. supposed to be that way, or they, or they recommend it that way. <laughs> Either way, it's going to be a big. It looks like it's going to be a big piece of machinery. Like it's going to be pretty big. Um, yeah, exactly. so that's something to remember. Uh, the other thing, uh, game news. Uh, yet again, the game that people have been waiting for, are waiting for, I've been waiting for a few years because I follow this company a lot. Um, CD Projekt Red announced today that Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed yet again. Um, originally was supposed to come out in April. Uh, then they announced that they were going to delay it to, uh, September. And now they've announced today that they're going to delay it yet again. And it's being delayed to November 19th, which is about the time the new consoles come out, which is kind of interesting how that has turned out. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, that's I'm, about I'm, when the new console is going to be coming out. I can Did totally they give us a that. reason for the delay? Uh, yeah, they talk about um, balancing. They still want to do, do some, pretty much like they're saying, it's not exactly perfect, and we want, some, we want to kind of tweak and fix a few balancing and stability issues. Very vague language uh, for why they're doing it. That's that's yeah that's uh, that's that's game that's that's game pro that's programming speak for we want to make more money when the new consoles come out. Well, well yeah, they're saying I, my it's, first it's, thought is like they've got to be it's got to be COVID. It's not a good time to release, right? Yeah, so they're they're, they're like balancing mechanics, uh, fixing bugs. But that's all they've said. But yeah, they're, but I mean, more, they're waiting for it to go a little bit further so that maybe people are back on their feet a little bit more before they. Shut out the cash for this game, but I mean, I at that know. point, it's it's winter, and I mean, supposedly COVID is going to be, you know, in the we're going to be in the throngs of COVID then too. So God knows that's the case. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. But that's so, why they're, they're hoping. I guess people are maybe more people are back at work, so they can be. I mean, these new consoles are coming out; and they're not going to be cheap, and they're coming no. out with all this stuff going on too. So who knows? Yeah. There's the other thing: exactly. the PlayStation is going to be slated to be coming out. Uh, well, there was a whole thing. The controversy was the whole thing that Amazon France. Uh, released a price, did a price lease, yes. and then quickly pulled it. And everyone's saying, oh, that wasn't real. That was just a placeholder. But supposedly they had like a release date, launch date for the PlayStation 5, according to that little little thing that flashed in Amazon France. Uh, the Amazon France storefront was uh, November 25th 
is what it, it has there. Thanksgiving uh, which weekend. Which is like, yeah, actually, I think it's right before. Like, it's, I think it's the weekend. It's right. That's the week before um, Black Friday. So there we go. Perfect for them. Um, and the price that they had said supposedly on it uh, was actually about that much. Hold on, I'm pulling up the how many euros they had for it. But yeah, it was like it's, 550 euros. Yeah. So if that's the case, it would have been like a little over 600 bucks. Yeah. But um, again, they pulled those very quickly. And so uh, who's to say? Maybe it was just a placeholder and it's still $1. Who's to say? Who's I buy that for a Is Cyberpunk 27.7? I've only heard people talk about it being a PC game. Is it also coming to the consoles? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, coming to, it's coming to consoles and, and also. It's, and, it's, and of course, it's got Keanu. Yes, well, Keanu. yeah. I mean, American treasure. Well, he's not yeah, even yeah, American, sure. but he's still a treasure. Oh, he's American. He's, he's North American, so he's American. I thought he was Canadian. Yeah, he's, well, he's from North America. He's making a... Okay, there we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> like a geography ah, joke. Like yes. a geography joke. Move. Yes, he's still an American, even though he's North American. Yeah, no one Canadian. should never... All right, I'm walking people, out. People That's really, it. People don't really buy that. But. Yeah, you betcha. Anyway, uh, so wow, there we go. You don't know, you don't know, you know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> all right, my next topic. I've got yeah, go one ahead. I wanted to talk about. You got about. one, dude? Go ahead. Has anybody seen anybody in in, in uh, on, on the line here seen the <laughs> the latest uh, Rick and Morty episode? Which one? The last one. The last one. Oh, that, dude, that, that was, that's what was latest would mean, up. though. That was latest. That's what latest. No, would mean. no, no. I don't know how latest. far he is. I didn't know if he had seen the whole season. Well, he said latest. That's the word. Okay, <laughs> okay, brothers. All right. Has <laughs> anyone seen an asshole, the buddy? last <laughs> episode that there came you. out from there Rick and Morty? <laughs> Gotta specify these things, bro. You never know. Okay, he did because he used. Them. You know what? Forget it. Uh, no, no, I haven't. I have yet to really engulf myself in that series. Who do you need to? I know, I know. I hear it's perfect. Wait, wait. So, so you haven't seen much of it? Like you're not He's even never through seen the first any season. Of it. I've okay. never seen a full episode. All right. Well, I'm not spoiling it because you haven't. Because I'm pickle Rick. I like. Pick I mean, what, what I saw was really funny and I enjoyed it. So I think I probably would like this, but I have yet to see a full episode. So you, so, okay, you yeah. need to watch anyway. it. But uh, I mean, it's up to him. If Woody wants to hear it, he can hear it. But dude, I mean, you already brought it up, bro. You're gonna have to go ahead, dude. Go, 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 go. So the last episode, Tomas. Yes, you've seen it, right? Yes, I've seen it. Dark ending. Anybody who's there. like listening, See, let's talk about this, dude. So, 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 so here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I've and I've said I've said it the other day when when we did the when I had it as my uh, as my top shelf. I said that there's like the, the show started off as very like you know just just against the norm as just your regular cartoon real funny and it wasn't even like sequential funny. you could watch any episode in any yeah, order you could at watch the time any, and it was fine so granted they do harken back to some episodes sometimes but you really don't need to as long as you see all the episodes you'll catch up in the end but but yes so this episode was crazy because it harkened back to an episode like two seasons before where he he said he was he said he wanted to have his beth wanted to leave what she was dealing with with her own family and he said i can create a clone for you to take over your life and you never knew whether or not he did or he didn't then all of a sudden in the last episode you see this second beth in space who's like like she's total space pirate beth like it's insane and and it's the total this a part of the thing that that Rick hates, which is he hates Star Star Warsy vibes because he totally against the grain on anything that happens. And it was just 
everything happened. But but what I was saying is that the show, which started off as being something that was kind of like against whatever you had known known as far as geek cartoons, and it was raunchy and it was it was in your face of violence and with sexual innuendos and even language would be in your face. I mean, sometimes I mean one of the, one of the episodes talks about um, okay. <laughs> I'm going to preface this by saying that this is not a word or a phrase that I say, but in one of the episodes this season, they talk about people's like cuts on their chest and their abs, and they call them cum rivers. So, <laughs> wow. Okay. Dude, okay. Back to the right. point I that I was trying show. to make. Okay. But what I'm trying to make is that, yes, there's that part of it, but then, of course, there's this underlying sense that Rick is really doing all he can to be a part of the family, but he gets in his own way because he cannot play well with others. He's an alcoholic. He's done way too much bad shit. I mean, really, I think, in my opinion, the only reason he's home is because he's a fugitive everywhere else. He has no place else to go. Not even in, not even in the multiverse. I mean, they know him in the multiverse. So it's yep, just like yep. he has no place else to go. Every time he fucks up at home, he has to go to another universe and go back home. Whether it is he has to kill that existing Rick or and take over the spot. I mean, it's 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 truly like it's like you almost, I almost feel like he has like mad PTSD, I think, to a certain degree. He's getting to the point where he just cannot handle his state of living because he's getting too it's getting too much too much i mean in the first season he destroys that his earth including and leaves his beth including the, husband, the whole family the he family and takes and takes morty with him to another universe and they kill the rick and morty from that one and bury him in the backyard so they can take their place yeah fresh start. i mean it's it is it is. There are some serious. Uh, the get it wrong. The show is absolutely hilarious. It's funny as hell. But there are some serious fucked up layers on the show that you just really kind of just sit back and go, "Wow, that was not what I was looking for in an episode of Rick and Morty." And it happens more than once. More. Well, than once. so the 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 thing that kind of got me is after the last episode. There, you can clearly see that there's a big shift in in the tone and the direction that they're trying to take the show, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I was reading this article, and they were talking about how, um, you, you know, Rick is like you said, he's kind of very self destructive. Anything good he's got going, he tears it apart. And it was just kind of eye opening because I, I like everybody else, start watching that show for laughs and and just the unbridled comedic humor that comes out of that show. And then, mm-hmm. and then that episode ended, and I was like, oh, now I'm depressed. This is sad. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm just curious if uh, if you saw it and what you thought. I figured. I thought. I mean. Thought Goody was watching this, but I guess not. No, yeah, I don't think he hasn't had no. a chance to watch it, dude. No, you I need to you. watch it, Goody. It's I, worth I got your a lot time. of things to watch. I got a lot of things I got to watch. But no, no, I mean, like th- every take time we have any top shows. time. Yeah, take thirty, take thirty minutes of your life and just watch an episode. I mean, like literally, it's 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 like twenty five minutes, and you'll get sucked in. You'll be like, "Wow, that was nuts." Let's see what the next one does, because the next one just goes even crazier. Like, there's one episode in the third season. 
uh, it's called Rick. It's called like rest and Rick relaxation, and that's the one that you see in the in in the GIF or in the video in the clips where they walk they walk up and they get into the the, the spaceship and they're like, fuck, fuck, and they're crying. They're just like, what the fuck was that? Because it's just it's insane, dude. And not only that, there's also things in the background happening. People are saying crazy shit. Like, there's a girl in the high school that's a friend of Summer, and the girl's like, you know, you she was she was she was at Summer's house and she's watching Summer's dad, you know, which is Morty's dad. Uh, what's his name? Jeff. What was his name? Jerry. 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 She's watching Jerry cut the grass, and she's like, you know, your dad is so old. But, you know, he's kind of cute and, you know, it's like that kind of thing. And the girl's like 15, 16 years old. She's like, you know, he's kind of cute and all that. And then she just goes into this crazy, like, do you think your dad would, you know, would, you know, would, would, would piss on me? I think I would like that. You know, like this is crazy shit like yeah, that. Out of just, the blue. Out of the out blue. Out of the blue. It just happens on the show and so many things that have happened. But then you don't realize that 10 minutes later, something truly, truly like, existential and really like heartbreaking happens because either someone dies that you weren't expecting them to die or Rick just says something so fucked up that he has to go someplace else to fix the problem. Like there's a one episode where he's literally all he's doing is fixing a problem and it gets well, more, it's just one, more. It's one thing after another. It always finds a new yeah. way to top itself. But anyway, yeah, I just crazy. wanted to talk it about that. Like I was curious. Roller coaster. It Jeez. can be. It some can of them, be. Some of them are, yeah. Some of them are, yeah. are easygoing, and they don't they don't really have any yeah. repercussions at all. Like but. like the like the Come River episode, totally easygoing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like, uh, wow. I suppose. They use that okay. term, and it's one of the, it's serious. Oh no, they use that term, and not only that, Jesus Christ is in the episode. So oh gosh, I forgot about one. that part. Yeah. Well, all right then. <laughs> Wait, did but, you even? I was. Did you even mention what those what was the the dark plot point or you just kind of no, yeah, it was, it spoiler it was, free for me. Like what was it? We kept it as, as spoiler free as possible. There is, it's a dark plot point in between because you, okay. You basically find out which one is the real Beth and which one is the clone Beth. Okay. But he, but you, you, you just, you find out, but you don't know if necessarily he finds out it's, it's crazy. The, con- the idea is everyone calls Rick just a giant asshole. And his daughter wants to escape, you know, the, the day-to-day monotony of, of being a wife and a mom. So Rick clones his daughter and lets one of them go off and tackle the galaxy. And but he doesn't know which one is which. Because he doesn't give a shit about his family, he doesn't care to even remember which one is the real one. He's well, just no, going to decide he, he, which he did, one he's he going to kill later on. He, let, he, let, he, he pushed the button, he turned around, and then the computer removed the labels off the clones and, and flipped them around. So it just kind of points out how much of an asshole he is that he doesn't even yeah. care about his daughter or his family and which one he's going to kill. He's just going to kill like when, when the clone or the real one comes back and they have to interact with each other because neither of the two know about each other. Um, he, they just he know about the memories up until that point. Yeah. When she and, said it. And the idea is like, he doesn't even care which one he's going to keep. He'll decide which daughter he decides he gets to keep whenever they come back and he has to kill one of them. Because he implanted in their necks a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's 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 really fucked up. Like, so spoiler warning anyone out there now that I'm saying it after the fact, but... No, we what? said it before. Spoiler alert. 
What's uh what's next? Are, are there any other topics to cover? I have one small I'm cutting one into topic. my next beer here. Yeah, you go. Look, I heard the on that yeah, one. Yeah, man. About time for a refill. Uh so this one's gonna be a quick one. Uh I know today they released the um, the what I think is like a 30 second teaser to the Snyder Cut. Nothing out of this world. It was Wonder Woman in some like ancient chamber, and then they cut away to like Dark Side with like three ships behind him. I mean, it was nothing out of this world. You see Darkseid? You see Darkseid from a distance. Because she's like in some ancient chamber with a torch looking at a mural of some kind where you see Darkseid on the mural. It's an ancient mural. It looks like it's Greek. And then it cuts away to a picture of Darkseid with his giant fucking hammer. And in behind him are the three ships that you saw with Steppenwolf. You know what I mean? Landing. Instead of it being Steppenwolf, that wasn't Justice League, the movie, it's Darkseid in this scene. So that's that's the only thing, really. I mean, other than that, there's really not much as far as news out there. So, But that was the most, that was the biggest thing that happened today. So if you guys watch it, I mean, I literally, it's like I said, it's like 30, 40 seconds long. I was going to watch it, and then I got distracted. So I don't know. I'll probably go watch it here in a minute. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, but uh, I mean, good. Is that all the news that's fit to print, as they say in the New York Times? Uh, that's really basically that everything that kind of struck my fancy, tickled Blue your my skirt. fancy. Yeah, not much else for me to talk about there. There we go. All right. Well, um, uh, for all these purposes, guys, this is what we like to call the refill portion of the episode. So go ahead and get yourself crack up in a cold one, fill up a glass. I get to have to some do. water. Goody gets to have some water. Ooh, Maybe risque. he'll spice it up. Maybe he'll spice it up with a bit of sodi. Oh, it's, pop, it's, it's going to be it's, it's going to be a fizzy water. Or maybe or, this has been brought to you ooh. by watermelon watermelon flavored bubbly. Or maybe I'll go oh. crazy. It's a raspberry flavored bubbly. Maybe, ooh, Whoa. Oh, you these guys got, are you, so because, ridiculous. Because you, but you know what? If you really want to go crazy, you should have gotten like an Arnold Palmer goodie. An Arnold Palmer. Ooh. Oh, yes. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go refill. All right, guys. So we'll be back in a bit. Uh go ahead and crack it open and uh we'll see you guys here. Hey, and we're back. Refill portion of the show is over. I hope your glasses are filled, and so are your hearts. Womp, womp, womp. Uh, wow. Why you got to be that <laughs> way, bro? Wow. I mean, I'm trying to make it as corny as possible, but you guys well, just kill it. Well, Move you're it. succeeding, then. You're yeah, succeeding. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Thank like gangbusters, you. like gangbusters. Yay, yay. Anyways, but yeah, we're back. Hopefully you guys filled up your cups, ready to roll. We are going to get started on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, I don't know if we should do a synopsis of the movie because basically that's what it is. It's it's Ferris Bueller and the hijinks that he he has on his day off from school. 
Yeah, he decides to ditch, and it's his adventures of being ditched and not or getting ditching school and and not getting caught. Okay, what was that? That must have been Derek then. Anyways, okay, I always think it's you if something happens. What are you talking about? <laughs> of it course, was it was Goody. <laughs> anyways, no, I don't. <laughs> but anyways, all right. So yeah, so basically it is. So so just a little bit of back or background on this movie. It's from 1986. Stars Matthew Broderick, Mia Sarah, and, a, and a, an actor by the name of Alan Rock. They're the three main characters. They are Ferris, of course, the titular character, uh, Cameron, and uh, Sloane, who is Mia Sarah, the female character. Um, there's also Jennifer Grey, who plays his sister, Jeannie, uh, who is kind of like the antagonist because she hates that he gets away with everything, even though she's probably the smarter one. Although I'm, try- I'm, I'm understanding that Ferris is one of those mad genius kind of guys where he doesn't give a shit about school but you know he's smart as hell because he's he's an engineering whiz apparently i mean yeah it's insane some of the things that he pulls off yeah seriously it's directed by the by the eponymous 80s director 80s teen movie director or young adult movie director possibly uh john hughes he wrote and direct god knows how many movies in our lifetimes that were just so you know i mean I mean, you can't say enough about the movie that he directed. I mean, he was yeah. kind of involved in everything, right? Weird if Science, up, Breakfast you, Club, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. 80s, if you grew up in the eighties, you saw one of his movies or a movie that he wrote. Or in the nineties, like Home Alone. Yeah, yep. I mean, Very yeah, Home Alone too. Like he did. I mean, Uncle just, Buck was that him also? Yeah, that was him also. He wrote and directed Uncle Buck. So, I mean, I mean, and, and the funny thing is, I was looking, of course, you know, like, you know how you guys always say, like, like, Derek, you were like, where the fuck do you find this shit? I just go down an IMDb rabbit hole sometimes when I watch a movie. And oh, this person did this thing that one time? <laughs> yeah. So, like. You look in the background and you see this guy back there? Well, that guy actually. Yeah. Case in point. Case in point. Did you guys see Buffy the Vampire Slayer? She's yes, one of Chris the girls in the class. I remember her, yes. You know, yes, I mean, and this, Charlie this Sheen was, was his one part in that. that, his, that and, one yes, I mean, and this is okay. So going back to Charlie Sheen, I'll go back to Charlie Sheen. But you know, Chrissy Swanson, Ben Stein. I mean, there's so many, like even like character actors that showed up that were in the background of this movie that have been in other movies. Uh, I mean, there was there was one kid that had the only scene, the only thing he showed was him with his mouth open. I was like, I've seen that kid in something, dude. I've yep. seen him in something else. Yeah, you know, so so there's just that kind of situation and. And I mean, he, he, the thing with John Hughes is that he was more, of course, than a, a writer than a director. Even and he only directed like eight movies. That's it. He only directed eight movies, and they were all in the eighties. He directed movies, eight movies, up until his last movie, which was Curly Sue. After that point, he only wrote or produced. And and uh, and the movies that he directed, I mean, they're they're classics. I mean, the guy hit hit on every single movie. Even Curly Sue made money, you know. And Curly Sue wasn't that great, but. You know, in my opinion, I was listening. I was watching this movie, and I'm like, "This movie is like, there is literally a huge cinematic universe all over." The yeah, place. absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, I noticed that. It's all in that big Chicago suburban area type thing. Him and Chris Columbus's movies. I mean, they're all, they're all, all the Chris Columbus like Chicago movies. They're all. He's he's John Hughes. Well, he was always he was John Hughes' protege. You know, he's the one who directed you know Home Alone. And and he's the one who directed, you know, Adventures of Babysitting, which was written, I think, by John Hughes and, and produced by John Hughes. So, I mean, he's he's John Hughes. He was John Hughes' guy. And he's the same thing. I mean, those are all in the quote-unquote Hughes cinematic universe. You know what I mean? Like, like Charlie Sheen's character has no name, but it's Wild Thing. If it's not Wild Thing, I mean, you have to fight me on it. 
He doesn't have a name, but it's Wild Thing from Major League. It's Young Wild Thing. That's a young wild thing there. And I will, like, like Derek says every episode, I will fight you on this. Hey, look, look, everyone's wrong sometimes. If they disagree you, it's their day. It's their no, day to be no, wrong. No, because I will fight them. Because the way he's dressed, the way his hair is, he's got the earring. He is wild thing. I wonder how actually related it was. Like, was it inspired? Were they still writing the character and they just threw it in? Well, I mean, the movie came, well, I mean, Major League came out, I think, either in 88 or 86. And I mean, Ferris Bueller came out in '86, so I mean, yeah, they yeah, would have had to been afterwards. Like Major League must have come out a little later. I think in '88, '87, '88. But either way, that's wild thing. So there's Barney. a ton of talent, ton of talent in this show, right? Yeah. This movie. Um, I'm curious if anyone can make the uh, the leap here. Can either of you tell me what Jennifer Aniston has to do with this movie? Hmm. Well, look at you pulling no, out the stick. No, at you. I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't even begin to fathom. All right. So I Does was. Does that have to do with her dad? Oh no, I'm getting there. Hold on. Okay. I was really in. I, I picked this movie. It was it was one of my favorite movies. I've seen it countless times, and I mean the word literally countless times. <laughs> By the way, Major League came out in 1989. 1989. Ooh. Ah, plenty of time. Right, There's ahead. plenty of time. Plenty of time. There we go. Yeah. So, so go on. Sorry uh, about that. There was a prequel to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What? And it was a TV series. And it starred Jennifer Aniston as Ferris Bueller's sister. As Jeannie? Yep. Seriously? Was it a pilot only, though? It didn't get picked up? I think there was a whole season. Um, hold on. Let me see if I can find oh, it. I oh, wait. I remember that on TV. Yes. I remember seeing that. 13 episodes. Uh, I, didn't get, I couldn't find play. any of them. The kid that played Ferris Bueller is the one that was in 18 again. I think it's the same actor that was in 18 but, again. But it, 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 it's, a, it's a precursor to the day Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but it actually came out in the 90, in 1990. So it, it came out after the movie. It oh, rode yes. the fame. But oh, yes. I, this movie came out. This show came out the same time as Fresh Prince. It was like Fresh Prince was on, then this show was on. Oh, it was an yeah, dude. series. Yeah, dude. So I, I looked everywhere. I desperately wanted to see this show. I'd never heard of it. It just fell in my lap as I was digging in the internet. And I have not been able to find any episodes to watch it. I this wanted show, to watch dude, it before this, uh, this, this recording. This, this series, I, Goody, and Goody could tell you, dude, we loved the show. <laughs> yeah, the little bit I remember, I really enjoyed. But yes. Yes, yes. This is the guy that plays Ferris Bueller in the series is the uh, the main like the, the 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 grandson in Eighteen Again, the classic yes. switching bodies movie that came out. We talked about that one ep- one earlier episode. Yes, <laughs> we had like the true. summer of switching body movies or something. Yes. You notice the guy who plays Ed Rooney is the guy from Office Space. Yes, he's yeah, trying. Yeah. He's doing all the firing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh man, <laughs> dude! And he's he's the he's the banker who gets who gets shit on by Joe Pesci in Casino. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that's him. That's him, dude. Dude, the the, the funny thing is, I'm, I'm looking at this, and this is this is what I'm talking about. Like, I fall into a, a just now because you gave me this, it made me remind the show. I'm like, this is a question that I don't think you even thought of yourself. I'm like, who directed these episodes? And Bill Bixby directed two episodes of the show because he got big into directing TV, and then. Another another guy is uh, Andy Tennant, who directed so many romantic comedies in the early two thousands and nineties. I mean, he directed Hitch, 
Fool's Gold, Sweet Home Alabama, Ever After. I mean, it's crazy how many movies he's directed. And there are, most of them are romantic comedies. Fool's Rush In. I mean, he directed some a few episodes of Sliders. I mean, crazy stuff, bro. Oh, crazy God, I stuff. forgot all about Sliders. Such a good show. Oh, look at that. Anyway. I loved Sliders. <laughs> Once again, the tangents reign supreme. The tangents reign oh, up. My, my point was, my point of bringing it up is, yeah, like I said, this, this was a childhood uh, I grew up, you know, watching this film on repeat all the time. I loved it. And there was never more to go and sink your teeth in. There wasn't a sequel. There wasn't like, you know, I mean, you could kind of say the other John Hughes films kind of fit the bill, but they're really not it. Right. And, and here there's a whole TV series that I didn't even know existed. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, and the TV series is just, it's a joke, dude. It was such a campy, like, it's not even, like, it's not worth, like, it's not like it's like a, but it was just a movie that if you were a kid in the late 80s, early 90s, and it was just a show to watch with Fresh Prince, I mean, it was on, like, either before or after Fresh Prince, like, it was part of that block, you know what I mean? They usually put something on a block. Well, if it only lasted 13 episodes, it clearly didn't last an entire season, so no. it wasn't rated very highly, but, um, it I made the effect. You know what, I feel like, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I feel like the show might be suffering, at least from my mind, might possibly suffer from the Thundercats effect. Um, yeah. That's a patent so. pending trademark. That, I'm trying to get that put in place. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Government. Yes. Thundercats effect. Thundercats effect. Um, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that if you watch that show now, it will ruin your memories of it. I and think so, so it'll too. probably be something that should not be experienced today it's, because it's just it, how, it, it's overly dated or it just did not age well. Like, you know, sh- may have some of his things, but it's aged well, I think. I think and so, too. I, 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 nostalgia, I get nostalgic about it. I watch the movie. I still enjoy it. I don't know if this show will have, you know, held to the test of time. I don't even know well, you're right, but you, whatever. You, going, going back to the aspect of, the, of what I like to call the HCU... <laughs> the okay. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, you're going to get that? right there too you know because the other aspect of that is the griswolds oh good point he because he was he was well i mean there's a there's a there's a movie on netflix about the creation of the national lampoon magazine and it's it's uh it's the what but the guy who created it and what he did to get through it you know there's so many people if, if, if there's a whole mess of actors and and comedians that wrote in the magazine before they went to Saturday Night Live or got into movies or SCTV or any of that stuff you know and they, they there's a scene where they talk about they they talk about his you know um Gilda Radner and a whole mess of other people like Dan Aykroyd Bill Murray all those guys wrote in National Lampoon's but not just them. Uh, what's it called? Um, John Hughes wrote for National Lampoons. I mean, a ton of people wrote for National Lampoons because the scene was like, we can't put everybody here, but here's a list of everybody famous who's written for National Lampoons. And it was at least 20 people long that they just couldn't fit in the movie, you know what I mean, on Netflix. And it stars, uh, what's his name? The guy who the guy who was MacGruber. Um, God. Anyways, he, he plays the guy who created uh, National Lampoon magazine. And John Hughes wrote the National Lampoon movie, and it takes place in Chicago. Every every movie takes place, or the Griswolds either leaving Chicago, you know, or like live in Chicago, but they leave it for vacation, that kind of thing. I mean, it, they're all it's all part of the HCU. <laughs> all okay. right, you've coined okay. it. You've coined it. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> that was what I realized. It's out so, there. It's any, out there. Did anybody else? On the ether. 
th- this movie was it was it all at all important to your childhood either of you did you guys watch this much did it did it ever really take hold i mean i mean i, I don't know about goody but for me i mean it, it wasn't like crazy amazing like i watched it all the time but i mean if it was on tv i would watch it i never really owned the, the vhs the cassette of it you know what i mean like like i mean it's if it's on and i catch it at the right time yeah i'll watch it and this is the first time i've actually seen it in its entirety, probably in close to 10 years. Oh, man. My goodness. For me, growing up, I mean, I always liked Same thing with me. I liked it. I always, I always, I always loved it. But, yeah, but there are certain things that when I watched it, I always, like, I always think about, I always remember. Like, I always remember the whole um, setup he has for, like, opening the door, the yes. snoring, the mannequin. <laughs> with the trophy and everything. Yeah, with the trophy and the, the counterweight. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I, I always remember... Um, Cameron doing that voice he does to be Sloane's dad. Um, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, well, I it's, should say you do. <laughs> <laughs> I but, should say you do. It's. it's I, so, I was quoting every line. I was. I, I was. Well, he'll keep calling me, and he'll keep calling me. He'll make me feel bad. They think he's a rad dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what is it? Look, it's one of those movies that he's yes, a righteous dude. Probably, probably not on the same level as you, Derek. But yeah, man, I I loved it. Movie, I've always yeah. loved it. I've always liked it. I've watched it. like well, when I watched it now, I'm like, all right, this is still good. Like it's not dated or cringy. At least I didn't think so anyway. I not at all. I mean, I wasn't even thinking yeah. is the Dunk of Shame part on the in the parade going to go that way? No, man, it was great. I loved it. So you know, it was um, no, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I mean, is there anything that was cringy at all? I no, I, I didn't think it, only, the only cringy thing it. for me. Only thing cringy thing for me, and this is I'm about to kind of bring a downer to this oh, is the okay. aspect of that. I feel like after you know, like where Jeffrey Jones, with the guy who played Ed Rooney, his career went after oh, the oh early 2000s. You know, that was just uh, that was a bad scene. I don't know if you do you know this, Derek. I have no idea what you're talking about. Alright, so. Here That's what I went to the end for that one. Uh, but other than that, dude, like I love the part. Like I thought it was hilarious. You know, one Ben Stein in his first mm-hmm. movie or even role outside of being a speechwriter for Nixon and <laughs> an economist. I mean, he was amazing. I mean, nothing beats Ben Stein. He pulls Stein. it off. He pulls learn? it off. The girl who. Oh, that's, um, that's, anybody? That's, that's movie history. Anybody? Man. That's movie history. Any, anybody? Yes, it's called the Fallhofer Complex. Anybody? 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 What is it? <laughs> uh, the Lafferker raised or La- lowered? Yes. Lowered Anybody? taxes. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> just, just like, and all their faces are just like, oh my god. I mean, I think I think there's a handful of quotes that are are probably most notable, right? There's Ben Stein saying Bueller. There's if you don't stop to take a look around every once in a while, you might miss it, right? That quote. And I then, should say you do. No, but, that's not but the one that always gets me, the one is the Sportos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Sluts, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, Dickheads, they all adore him. They think, they he's, think a he's a righteous dude. Righteous dude. <laughs> that lady is amazing. Everything she's, that lady is in she's is She's huffing great. like white out and, and pulling pencils out of her hair because yes. it's giant. Yes. I mean, she's crazy, dude. Like, there's, there's, she's just insane. And every everything I've ever seen her in, she's fantastic. I mean, she's just her, her, like her Wisconsin accent just pops up out of nowhere. 
It's great. Well, it, it is just great. fits like, so perfectly it, with that character. It, it makes me feel all warm inside whenever I see her in a movie. Like I just feel so happy. <laughs> like she brings joy to my heart whenever I see her in a movie. When I thought it was kind of, um, I mean, how how many times can you say that? Granted, maybe it was easier when when movies were cheaper, but this movie made ten times its budget, eleven times its budget, even. I that. That seems like a pretty good track record. Yeah, and then, then now, I mean, we're not going to say well, what it making. What it making uh, in domestic box office? Uh, and, and then, what it making the box office? So just anyway, what was the numbers he gave? Uh, it says it was budgeted six million. Gross U.S. was seventy million. Okay, with with inflation, you're talking like two hundred million dollars. No, I'm kidding. No, not that much. But anyways, well, like it's, the, the point is that like it doesn't matter like with inflation yeah. or not. That's still a huge amount of money to be made. And like movies, cheap or not, but that's a lot of money that they made. Off and, that and, but I mean, yeah, and, and but you could you could also see like how he made that movie on the cheap too, because I mean it was well cheap by today's standards. Back then, it was probably a little bit expensive, but you could see how how cheap he made it because it was just the, it, he didn't really he had a few scenes here and there, but I mean most of his movies, I, I mean a lot of his movies, other than like Planes, Trains, Automobiles, are pretty stable in their place. I mean they're in Breakfast Club, they're in the school. In uh, in weird science, throughout the kid's house. Well, I mean, um, like this movie, it seems like it only had. I mean, there was, of course, a ton of scenes that were in Chicago. There were yeah. a couple of scenes in in just outside of L.A. Right. But those but, scenes are like five seconds long. Yeah, that's the house and and you know the neighborhood basically. That's it. But I don't know, man. I, I thought this, uh, it had a good track record. It's got a lot of good talent in it, you know? And I mean, Ed Rooney, the uh, Jeffrey Jones, who, who plays Ed Rooney, dude, when he's in that I arcade, know. the jig is up. Yes. yes. And, that, <laughs> and the girl turns around and spits in his face. Dude, it's out of control. Out of well, control. I, Goody, what I, do you think? Use, I use the inflation calculator. Um, now, obviously, it's not a great one-to-one thing because... Inflation calculator, salary, and all that stuff. But still, uh, up six million dollars in nineteen eighty six to twenty twenty translates to only fourteen million dollars. So it's still, by all accounts, a cheap film. Yeah, fourteen million dollars. Sure. I mean, if you're gonna screw up a prop Ferrari, it's still pretty expensive to do even that. Yeah, you know exactly. Oh yeah, but you know. exactly. But it's, just, it's exactly. still pretty pretty inexpensive for a film to then make. So- to then make, you know, 10 times, more than 10 times the amount. Exactly. Know? Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, that's insane, dude. It's, it's, and you know, and, and I'm not surprised because the movie, the movie works on all, all levels. It hits all the, it hits all the right buttons, I think. I mean, I didn't really find, I didn't find a major issue with it per se. I mean, there was, I mean, Matthew Broderick sometimes comes off a little, I guess you could say tinny in a sense. Like it's almost like he's, 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 he's a little, he's going a little too much. He's too much of, I guess, a theater actor per se because he he doesn't seem authentic to me sometimes okay, when he acts. Okay. You understand yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, although in some of the scenes, like in Ferris Bueller, like in Case in Point, the scene where the car runs out the back, I mean, you could tell their authentic aspect of no, no, no. I need to take this heat for you. You don't want this heat. Give it to me. And then you can you can see the authentic nature of the conversation. But a lot of points, sometimes in the movie, it was just him just being a snarky little asshole. You know what I mean? Like he's just trying to play the Ferris Bueller card. And then at that, then, then of course there's a, and that in the scene by the pool. I mean, you really saw like the real actual, like 
you know, authentic nature of the of, of who the character was, not just hiding behind his, you know, his uh, sarcasm cloak, as I like to call it. So yeah, for sure, for sure. And then, I mean, granted, as a kid, Mia Sarah was just a fox, right? That that she was she was stone cold hot, right? Was. She's still, and even now, she still I, is, dude. Well, that's my point. As I look at her now, I'm like, no, no, she's still hot. I yeah, look I mean, at photos I, I of her like I, today. I think I the most recent photo I found like, was like a few years ago. Still hot. I mean, her, her, her in Legend. Then she was in Ferris Bueller, and then she was in. And the next time I saw her again was in Time Cop, dude. Mm-hmm. Dude, dude. I mean, still smoking hot. Doing, doing her thing. She's, she's doing her thing. But anyways, but like Goody, what did you think? Talk to me. What did I think about what? What part? Anything like, else you want to bring up? Right. To- okay, so okay, so I'm watching this movie, right? And it's a it's a Hughes film, um, and I know you like to bow at the the altar that is John Hughes Devil, I but I do, and, 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 and I do too. I love him. It, it always hits me. It always hits me right in the feels and the nostalgia feels. But yes. um, I, it was funny because I, I, I'm looking at it and the, the one thing I thought was interesting is because I decided to take a little dive into um, to critic reviews from when this movie came out, right? Which you can access all of that, thank goodness, by way of the internet and Rotten Tomatoes. So looking at different reviews from like, you know, 1986, at how they reviewed this film and what critics thought of it, both the positive and negative. And that's obviously, this is, look at the Rotten Tomatoes rating. It's an overwhelmingly positive rating for this film. Both although critically it's, it's, and, although it's, it's at 80%, which I think is a little low for the movie, honestly. Well, but that's the critic, but as a critical review, I mean, not, not too bad, but still. And so, and there are a couple of things on that they hit on that I was like, oh, that's true. Um, and even the term that I thought was great, that I loved, that I got from one of the reviewers from that time. Um, and it was a term that this reviewer, he calls it, Ferris Bueller is the epitome of what they call the, the quote unquote, the capital N and a capital C, the new conformist. All right. The new conformist, which is kind of cool because it was a neat concept because it was like, you know, he, he's the affluent, right? Upper middle class, affluent, technology assisted, tech, what I think called the technology addled um, teenager who, you know, doesn't seem to care about anything. Um, and you really get that from, I mean, when he does his whole thing about isms, his whole little his little monologue on isms, and he doesn't care about European socialism because he's not European and, and he doesn't Dude, even that's like... A, that's what? every 90s kid. Well, okay, well... <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that's the thing. No, I, no, I'm yeah, like, I'm wasn't. totally with you. But it was just kind of funny where it's sort of like, and the guy made the point, the, 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 the critic made a point uh, that it was just kind of interesting concept which i thought about that i mean and that was kind of like you see some of that a lot of that in john hughes's films that's one thing i noticed that in john hughes's films and i noticed that even growing up right that all these people live in ginormous houses so you not use a fake word like ginormous but they all live and seem to live in really big houses all the kids are always like upper middle class kids like i used to, you know it always seems that way for the most part anyway you know you look at home alone beautiful house that house is probably like well over a million dollars would be worth you know or you know it's, it's but what about the what about uh what about the kids' house in uh in Weird Science? I mean, yeah, oh yeah, so another all, good example. Every single Hughes, every single Hughes movie, they're all these kids are like you said, they're all affluent upper middle class kids, and they're just you know like the kids in Uncle Buck, their house. I mean, it's yeah. just, I mean, you're well, right. Look at, the, it's 100%. look at the Griswolds. You yeah, know? yeah, you know, which is, which is fine, but I was just kind of interested. But yeah, the new conformist concept, which is kind of a cool thing, but um, which I thought was an interesting term that that reviewer the critic came up with back in you know back in 86 um but whatever so the movie aged well i really liked it obviously um 
the the cringy oh i did find though that there are some things that he does that maybe now as an adult and as a parent i'm like you know and this actually occurred to me like those parents seem to care about him and he is making them look like part of my language he makes them look like assholes you know what i mean because of how he's just kind of like yeah he just he's that good at pulling the wool over their eyes yeah and it's kind of like and as a parent i'm like man if my father my son was doing that i'd be super angry because because those parents seem like they're they're caring at least a little bit i mean maybe they have that whole kind of he's maybe there's a little bit of that sort of like 80s wealthy affluent parental he's being baby thing. but, but like genie but they're genie, like, she can't do anything with genie what genie can't do anything well, so I, yeah, I get that, but it's just, it's just, it's funny how what he is doing, he, I mean, looking at it as a parent, he is, he is doing some, he's really severely taking advantage of his parents in a really, really hardcore way. Uh, that's like, and obviously at the, the point of the movie, it's a fun movie. It's meant to be good fun, but I'm like looking at it from that perspective. I'm like, oh man, these people are just trying to be nice and they're nice parents and they care about him. They want him to get better and not be sick and all of that. Um, and then boom, they're, he's just, you know, they're, he's treating them like a-holes. And I mean, and, and the guy and the character gets away with everything, right? Cause it's kind of his thing. It's a shtick. You know, especially when they talk about that one scene where he talked about how he's been absent for actually, that's funny. Absent nine times in a semester, right? Nine times in a semester. Okay. Uh, and what if he's one more time, he may not graduate. Is that, is that the idea there, or something like that? Yeah, that's that's the idea. Which is because, which is which is funny because if he if he if he gets caught, he may not graduate. Yeah, which is funny because knowing the public school system the way I do, um, you get ten times in an entire school year is what you get. You know, so the fact that like he could I still didn't realize that it, it was in the semester they were talking about, but that's you what, might that's be they, right. That's, that's what they were saying. Semester, semester. Nine times he's been absent. Nine times is semester, and I'm like, holy crap. You know, and, and then the other time, another thing I kind of noticed, which may have to do with that, is the fact that you know I, I think about like you know Ferris Bueller doesn't like school. He, he, he you know he skips it. He thinks he thinks it's dumb or whatever. But which may play into the whole like he's really smart, so it's not really his thing. I don't know. But like if you're a, a teacher and your kid is, if you notice a student, which is another thing, maybe the teacher disconnected. But if you have a student that's been out nine times, you notice it. And I think for a lot of teachers, they, it matters to them if the kid's out because if they're like. This kid's out they, like a lot. There's something, something going on there that they gotta, you know, rectify or find out about, or look into, you know. And I feel like way already before nine times, the school would have already con. I mean, maybe it was different in the '80s. Maybe they didn't care as much. Maybe that's what my problem is. I'm, I'm, I'm applying today, but man, nine times in one semester—that's a lot of absences. And well, yet it's I mean, all this kid taking taking advantage of his parents. And I'm like, oh, that's not so cool. Whatever. <laughs> Yay! I mean, one thing that I noticed was, I mean, this this was in the eighties, and they said the school was fifteen hundred kids in the eighties. That's a lot of kids in a school for that era. I mean, is it? I don't know. Well, I mean, I think about like my high school had thirty five hundred kids in it, and my parents' high school had like five hundred, and they weren't in a tiny town either. I mean. I don't know. Maybe Chicago was different, but who knows? I mean, I, I think I think because I mean they, I mean uh, that movie and Breakfast Club were both filmed at what was it called the uh, Glenbrook High, Northbrook High, which was closed at that point. 
So I mean, it was just. I mean, it, but yeah, but the the I think Chicago, the school, the high schools were uh, bigger because I mean, it's a bigger city. I mean, Chicago is the second largest city in the country. So I would I would only gather to assume that the, the schools are probably bigger too. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. So I mean, I mean, there, there's there's a few things like case in point. When you said just now that you know nobody cares about the kids, and we all know. I mean, it kind wait, of, when did I say that nobody cares about the kids? What do you mean nobody cares about the kids? Parents or, or, or something like because they, they just run around like a bunch of assholes all the time in the movie. They kind of like they kind of like run the show. And if you noticed, the movie was, in my opinion, it was kind of it's kind of of course quintessential eighties, but it's also representative, I think, of what's how what was happening at that time because. In the eighties, I don't know if they really up until a certain point, they didn't really give a shit about kids. <laughs> you know, kids were kind of like seen and not heard at that point. They didn't hadn't gotten to a point where now we, we of course, you know, want to watch out for them, take care of them. But back then, you know, especially in the movies, they didn't really care. And there was a scene where they're walking through the halls, and there's a kid, you know, a quint, you know, quote unquote nerd on the floor picking up his papers, and a teacher literally walks past him, <laughs> just like yeah, didn't give two shits. Shits about him, and he's laughing it up with another student walking into the room. The hallways are literally clearing out, and this kid, this poor kid, is sitting there. No one's helping him. He's picking up all his papers, like he literally just got his papers snapped out of his hands. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it was the eighties, and it's those little tidbits in the movie that, in my opinion, I think was what John Hughes does is that in a lot of his movies he shows the human side of children that you didn't really see at that point. In movies, you know what I'm saying? Like he showed, like that. Even though this may be, in your opinion, a 16 year old brat, this 16 year old brat has some serious issues that need to be addressed. So for this movie, in my opinion, like the star of the movie isn't Ferris. In my opinion, the star of the movie is Cameron. Oh, good point. Because because oh Cameron, wait a second that's some layers oh, here wait a second wait a second some layers that you didn't realize and this is what i was watching oh, the movie today. It, it hit me when i was watching the movie today i was like holy shit cameron is the star of this movie dude in my opinion this is my opinion i'm right, not a ahead. movie theater critic but in my opinion cameron's the star of the movie because like you said ferris gets away with everything ferris is pretty much he's not a very deep kind of person he's not ferris a will person. be fine ferris doesn't have to worry ferris about is it. gonna be okay hey, hey, but cameron on the other hand has some really like deep seated issues. His parents hate each other. More than likely, they don't care for Cameron because he was probably. I mean, this is just me. Like I said, I'm just conjecture. This is me just off the top of my head wondering if they don't like if they don't care for Cameron and they treat him like shit, which apparently they do, according to Cameron. Granted, this is through the mind of a teenager, who, which is always kind of you know, it's always a bit hazy when you're when you're a teenager when you when, when your parents. Oh well, yeah, the world's against you when you're a teenager. Exactly. And, and, but it almost seems to think like, I almost seem to think like maybe the mom got pregnant and didn't want to have a kid, but she had to have the kid and she married the dad because she got pregnant kind of thing because she's I always away. Got the, I always got the tone that they had kids and then decided, or they had a child and then they realized, ah, I really don't like this thing about being a parent. I'm just going to go on but, with but it, having it my like car. It's essential, like he's like a latchkey kid type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, or yeah, his parents are, his, his, his dad's all on business. His mom is. Is gone. She was in Decatur. He said, uh, you know, and you know, she didn't want to be around us anymore. You know that kind of thing. Where he has some really serious issues of abandonment, possibly levels of verbal abuse, maybe physical, possibly because he is terrified of his dad. 
absolutely terrified of his dad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's I a mean, fair like, point. You know, and yeah. that, I, the the ending of that movie really. I, well, before the you know eventful run home and all that that Ferris Bueller does, mm-hmm. right? When when the Ferrari crashes and and you know Cameron realizes that he's going to have to stand up to his dad, it becomes a very different heavy, heavy moment, very different movie. I, I I don't know I don't know that there's enough evidence to say you're right or wrong, but I can definitely understand that perspective. I mean, I just think, I just think that with Cameron, Cameron was, is kind of like, he is kind of like Ferris does this stuff, I think more for Cameron than himself. He does this stuff so that Cameron can have some type of just outlet so that he, cause the first person he calls is Cameron. As soon as he gets, well, and he kind of says that though, you, you do get that. Yeah. He, he mentions something like that, or he's like basically doing it almost more for Cameron than himself. Cause Cameron needs to let loose. Exactly. And he so needs he, a day off. So, so wait, wait a second here. If, okay. If Cameron is a main character, the antagonist is totally unseen and unheard from the entire movie. All we do is hear about dad and the, and the anxiety that comes with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet the whole time, our, our main antagonist is, is quite possibly split between Ed Rooney and Jeannie, right? Yeah. But if we look at, I mean, I, I think about any other John Hughes film, like Breakfast Club, I think there's clearly a, a lead protagonist, but you get equally invested in all those characters. They all have their own story and their own thing going on, right? Yeah. So maybe it's just a John Hughes thing. No, I think it is a John Hughes thing where you have the, I guess you could say the establishment, okay, which is Ed Rooney, you have that, but then you also have, in the background, you have, why are these kids acting the way they're acting? I mean, is it is it a possible cry for help, or just, you need to understand that these kids have something to say, and they have no outlet. So because they have no outlet, they will do what it needs to what what it needs to be done for them to get this type of some type of satisfaction in their lives. Because I mean, talk about yeah. like an outlet, though. I mean, yeah, you go to a nice restaurant, you insult a butler, you, <laughs> you act like uh, you act like uh, you act like Abe Froman, sausage king of uh, Chicago. What's that line? He says, uh, it, "It's it's patient. It's people like us that can tolerate someone like yourself." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, they go to a museum, they hijack a parade. I mean, there's all kinds of shenanigans that they do, but I mean, it's, it's not lashing out. I would say in the traditional sense, they're not, they're no. not smashing and burning. They're not, you know, tagging and, and, you know, vandalizing. It's more so just, we're going to go and do what we want to do. You know, yeah, they're, yeah, not, we're they're gonna- not hurting people and they're not being really destructive either. Like even though the part of the Ferrari at the end was an accident, obviously, like they weren't gonna, they were trying to get that car, put it back, so it's, it's fine, and no one, you know, and all is, is right in the world. But they're not being destructive, per se. But even yeah. still, but even still, but even still, if you saw in that scene, I mean, I mean, Cameron, the way Cameron was in that scene, I mean, he, he basically, it was like he had enough. Now, granted, the accident was it flew out the window, but even if that was the case, you know subconsciously i mean he never turned off the 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 car so who's to say that 
subconsciously, he wanted that car to run through the window into the grass to get torn up because it was that mm-hmm. car. That car represents his father's love. And in, in my opinion, God, I'm getting so fucking deep here. No, that you're, car, you're, you're not, no, you're, you're right. It's, it's misplaced because he talked, he says that in the very beginning yeah. that he loves that car more than him. Exactly. I mean, that car represents. What do you love? You love a car. Exactly. I, I mean, that car represents the love that he's expecting to get from his own father and he's not getting it. So in my opinion, I don't think him not turning off the because he could have just turned off the car the minute he told Ferris that the that the that the, the odometer wasn't getting rolled back. You know what I mean? They could have just turned off the car then. But he didn't. Because I think subconsciously he wanted that car to go through the window. I think he'd he already in, in a in a worst case scenario when the odometer wasn't rolling back. Because he that that character's too smart to not do that. You know what I mean? Well I think Maybe. as soon as he saw that the odometer wasn't rolling back he immediately knew, I'm going to take this on and confront my dad. Yeah. And as he came to terms with that, you know, he got more and more upset. He started kicking the car, yada, yada, yada. It spirals out of control, right? Leave it to John Hughes to take this uh, uplifting and positive and fun talk show and turn it into a psychological <laughs> breakdown of an 80s film. Of 80s teen angst. Well, and, that's, I mean, and that's kind of the point. He, and that's sort of his thing, right? He gives his thing. voices to... Well, that's what he did. That was so unique about him is he gave a voice to teenagers that are always kind of relegated to the periphery or people who really didn't pay attention or, or care or about. Like, like, like it was in the 80s, teenagers did not get a voice. Well, yeah, and he's the voice for them and, and yeah. everyone. So like even... You even see in Home Alone. Like look yeah. at the kid, Kevin, in Home Alone, the main character, not even a teenager, right? He's a little kid, theory. He's like, like he's like ten years old or nine years old, really smart, but you know, that young. And what is it? He is home alone because everyone's so busy, no one hears him or listens to him. And they leave him all behind in the house. You know, that's kind of the the entire premise is about this kid who was not listened to and people just kind of forgot about and went on with their trip and took off to where were they going? Paris? I wonder if uh, yeah, they're going to Paris. Just like, just like this, just like um. Okay, so in in on, on the flip side of the coin, you have something like Uncle Buck, where Uncle Buck is like a big kid. He's a guy that really never grew up. He's the brother of a, a pretty affluent guy because his brother, he's the brother of the dad in Uncle Buck, and and he 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 was he was somebody that had no respect from anybody. Not even his own family respected him. You know what I'm saying, and and he 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 you know in the right, right rightfully so he he brought that on himself, but if you as the movie progressed in Uncle Buck, you saw that he was somebody that needed to be guided, and he just didn't get that guidance, and he realized the mistakes he made, he realized how he was going to be able to fix those problems, and you saw it near the end where he fixed them, or at least he saw what he needed to do to make that change. And and not only that, but like when you watch that movie and the stuff he does with the kids, what is he doing? He is listening to the kids. Exactly. And he's paying attention to those kids when they seem like they're not getting any kind of real, they're, they're not getting paid attention. Like, and he's getting paid to them. And he listens to them. Like when the kid's birthday is it, the crazy birthday breakfast he did for, 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 yes. for, for the, what do you like? Twins. Pancakes. But you know what I mean? Like it was awesome. And it was a great birthday. It was a really special birthday that the kid got. But well, the two of them are twins, right? They're supposed to be twins. Yeah. The, the brother and yeah. sister. Yeah. Right. Which is played again by uh, Macaulay Culkin, the, but, and the other girl, I forgot her name. She's also a big actress. But the point is that like he listened to them. He made this amazing birthday. And you clearly see the kids were like super happy about. He's listening to what's happened to the daughter. And he kind of gets maybe kind of 
too involved, but, but he gets involved. Like he's listening to these kids because he was probably someone that like, well, like you said, Bebel, he's kind of not, res- they, they don't respect him and his family. And so they weren't listening to him. And so what's he doing? He's listening to the teenagers. He's listening to the kids, which is something that Hughes is saying over and over again in his movies about listening to your kids. And because like, they've got things going on. This and is just his own therapy. Got... That's all it is. He, he, he had a yeah. terrible childhood and he needed oh, wow. to get it out. They're creative elements of movies and, and everything I mean, else. I mean, they're, they're in all of his movies. I mean, in this movie, I mean, I don't know about Planes, Trains. That one, I don't know. That one, I think, is just a comedy. And it's got, it's, I think that one's more from a father's side of the coin because you have Steve Martin trying to get home for Christmas. Um, but or Thanksgiving I mean, is, it, is it Christmas? Or Thanksgiving, 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 right? Thanksgiving, yeah, Thanksgiving. Um, but as far as the other movies, he's called Uber, all, dude. Ugh. Yeah, seriously, bro. It's called Call that Uber, or, get Lyft, bro. Uber, there's a taxi. Um, but Ugh. you know, but or catch a train, it's entitled. What, but no, you know, what I mean, like, then you have the movie, like, like, like Breakfast Club, which is which is a pretty heavy fucking movie. I mean. It's funny. It's got a lot of its own little comedy, but there's, I mean, there is some really heavy moments in that scene of just like we said, like children, kids that do not have a voice and they're experiencing the world in a crazy form or fashion and no one's listening to them. So they have to do all this crazy shit just to kind of just lash out and have the world hear them. You know, you have, you know, they have the nerd and all that stuff, but you know, all these kids, they're all looking for, you know, just, just, just to see them, just somebody to see them and hear yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, boy, oh, and that man. is deep thoughts by Jack Handy. There you go, there you go, man, bro. But yeah, but no, but um, on an on, a, on, a, on an even worse note, so I was telling you about uh, Jeffrey Jones. So he's been in TV shows recently. He's done some pretty big TV shows, but he really hasn't been a big movie dude. Um, since like the early 2000s because he got caught with child pornography. Who is this? Who are we talking about? Ed Rooney. The guy that played the, oh, the, guy that played the principal. Oh, man. That's why you haven't really seen him in anything in the early, like 2001 or so. Yeah, yeah, dude. They raided his house and he got caught with a with a hard drive full of uh, child porn. Crazy fucked up shit. Dude. Man. <laughs> Kind of going through a child. Yeah, I kind of wish we hadn't talked about that because now, because <laughs> like, because here's the thing: knowing that when I see that actor and everything, including when I was watching him in in first Brazil, eventually, kind of like I stopped doing it. But when I first see him, I'm like, oh man, I know this guy know. doesn't know where in 15 years how his life is going to take a very sharp turn. Yes, <laughs> no, uh, but, I think it was I mean, in 2000, 2001. Like it was but really on, on a lighter note, on a lighter note, there I always love seeing Paris oh, for that one. For that one scene, exactly. I'm just gonna fucking just go. That one scene where she sees the water tire and she says, Ferris, I always think of the band, Goody. Yeah, I, I know. always think of the I band. Oh, Dude, man. my daughter loves Save Ferris. Oh, really? She, Layla loves Save Ferris. She loves and her and of course her favorite is their 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 uh cover of uh, Come on Eileen. She loves oh, their yeah. cover. Yeah, she loves that song. I mean, say Ferris. I see that sign all the time. I'm like, oh, say Ferris. Gosh, and you don't think about the movie. Nineties, 90s, 90s ska baby, nineties. Well, you know, it's funny because I got to deep dive about that band. Also, now you mentioned it about say Ferris because of the fact that uh, a few weeks back, I think back in April, on a whim, uh, I watched one night uh, Ten Things I Hate About You, um, and they they're in the movie. They they're in one scene when they go to the club. 
to perform. Are you serious? Yeah, they're, 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 they're the band on the stage performing. Oh, my God. And so, I mean, beyond the whole, like, watching, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Gabrielle Union. Um, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Uh, God, there's a ton of people in that movie. Jason Schwartzman, I think, yeah, is in that and, movie. No, he's not in that movie. No, he's not. No, I'm thinking uh, of no, another guy. Um, no, you're thinking about there's someone There's another else. dude in that movie. I can't believe I the main actress. I can't remember her name now. And wow, she's... Okay. She's in a ton of stuff, though. But go ahead, Goody. Anyway. But yeah, we're watching it, and then I see that movie. And there they are. They're safe. You know, Safe Ferris is on the on stage. Julia Stiles. There we Julie go. Stiles. Wow. I can't, I can't believe I forgot the name, the main actress. I mean, she's on the cover of the film with Heath Ledger. Wow. Okay. Sorry, uh-huh. Miss, if, if, you're, if you're listening... Um, Ms. Styles, I, I apologize. That was a, a good... <laughs> you're apologizing to her personally. Just uh, in case you're so listening sorry. and you're a fan, we're sorry. I, I am sorry. That is... <laughs> wow. But anyway, yeah, seeing them on there, and I'm like, oh, man. So I just got into deep dive and just started listening to a lot of their songs again. Because uh, they're fun, and I've always loved them, and I saw them at Warped years and years and years. I think, I think I was back in high school is when I saw them at Warped. So, um, did you see them the same time? The same same uh, time you saw just Listen Jake? Is that the one? Well, I saw Listen Jake more than once at Warped, but uh, oh okay. But yeah, I saw them Listen Jake. Uh, I think that was when I saw the Boss Tones also. Oh yeah, uh, I saw the Boss. Well, tones I took you to the Boss Tones too. That almost been another Warped. Then that was another Warped one because the one I'm ta- I don't think Safe Ferris was the one. I, I thought that Safe Ferris was the one I, when I watched uh, when I saw a up and coming Eminem perform on stage. That wasn't the one I went to. Yeah, I saw it with Eminem. I think it was, this was probably Warp Tour 98? Warp probably. 98? Yeah, yeah. I, so. that was, that was, I think he was in 98. Yeah. I think I think Derek was eight years old then. I think he could have gone. Oh, God. Come on. Oh, you were you're eight? You're, oh. Oh. A, no, he was nine. He was nine. He was nine. Oh. He, he was born in 89, right? Oh. Like, I know just like, ska music just is like, okay. Just like I enjoyed it. Oh. Well, ska's been so around cute. for a while, but. Yeah. He was born in 89, right? Just like, T-Swift. Yeah, T-Swift. Oh, All right. Shake it off. Shake That's it off. That's it. Shake it off, Derek. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it's just, yeah, no. Back I mean, I mean, back to the film. But yeah, no, it was it was good, man. And I mean, one thing that I noticed in this movie is, like we said, he gets rid of everything. But then, <laughs> when, how, okay, just personally, how many baseball games, Major League Baseball games have you guys ever been to? Oh gosh, I don't know, ten, fifteen, maybe. Mm, I, I, I would say more than five, fewer than ten. Okay, have you ever been as close to a foul ball as Ferris Bueller? <laughs> no, never. Because he goes to the game on his day off and he catches a foul ball. Well, I'm like this there kid. Was, there was this whole thing. It's like I was the reading. universe just smiles on him. What's well, the part of the film? They I know. Were I know. About life. How. How is it that everyone knows who Ferris Bueller is? The entire police station is pulling for him, and no one yes. saw him catch that foul ball. Exactly. Oh no! What about Ed Rooney? He, I mean, it was happening while he was at the arcade, and he looked down. He was wiping his, the spit off his face, and the minute he looks back up at the TV, it he flips. Looks, it clip. It flips, and he's like, right, "Who's playing?" He's like, "The Cubs." He's like, "Awesome." No, he's, he's, he's like, like, "He's like, go Bears." Who, uh, uh, who's winning? Uh, it's nothing. Nothing. Well, who's winning? The Bears. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then like, he's like a basketball. <laughs> like two points. <laughs> it just pops away. It's like, oh, God. This guy is so oh, out man. of touch. But no, man, it was insane. Like the, 
The part when they were like, oh, what about the part when they were in the taxi cab and the dad was next door to them with Sloane and they're there rubbing some rabbit foot like crazy? Like, here we go. Just yeah, like, but did you notice that Sloane is kind of flirting a little bit and he doesn't shit. recognize her? No, that's the yeah, other thing. I know. How I does he not recognize? Too. How does that recognize well, his son's girlfriend? So he, she starts making eyes at him, at dad. Dad takes a double look. <laughs> and then she starts like laughing and squirming around. Like, what does he think she's doing? Like, <laughs> nothing, nothing wholesome. Exactly. You know, I was, I was going to mention that. Like, how, how, when's the last time you guys saw a movie that you enjoyed as much as Ferris Bueller? I'm assuming you guys enjoyed it, right? Yes. Yeah, you, yes you, you enjoyed it as much as Ferris Bueller that was this fun and you could have a five-year-old or an eight-year-old or a 13-year-old in the room and it not be a big deal. Yeah, I actually want to have my kids, my girls watch it. They'll, they'll enjoy it, I think. It's, it's, it's not even like, you know, if you, it's not like Shrek. It's only, when it's you go only back and PG-13 watch Shrek, for you, the language, I think. It's only PG-13 for the language because they say fucker. He says fucker once, Rooney. I mean, I mean, I don't, I think that's basically it. Well, I mean, like when you, when you go back and you watch the movie Shrek, you know, kids miss a lot of those yeah. jokes because they're over their head. Like know? when they see Lord Farquaad's castle, they're like, I think he's compensating for something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or yeah. The kids are whenever like, the really little puppets laughing. turn around and make sure you wipe your face. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like those jokes go right over the head of, of, of kids. They don't pick up on it. But Ferris Bueller, they're getting all the jokes and they're all still funny. Yeah, they all they all land. They all hit. They all hit. Oh gosh, I can't I can't love this movie anymore. I don't I'm not gonna be mad if you don't give it a perfect score, <laughs> but I love this movie. Uh anything else you wanted to discuss, Goody, in this movie? Yeah, you know, this is one of those movies that I because I've been thinking about it. Um this is one of those there's a there's several movies that are of this type for me, but these are movies that when I was little, when I watched them when I was young, right? When I was reading, and we're talking when I say little, I mean like movie came out in eighty six. We're watching it on video or a movie. So I've been watching it, seeing it since like seven, eight, nine, you know, all. And it was one of those movies that, first of all, ruined my concept of high school, added to the whole how high school is not like that in real life. <laughs> you mean it's not like that? Everyone doesn't have a great time? Well, yeah, it's sort of like no way that, I mean, obviously the movie is meant to be no way that can be done in real life. But still, when you're a little kid, you buy into it. So you're like, oh, I want to be cool like Ferris. No, you can't be cool like Ferris because then like you get in trouble and never get out and go out again because your parents have grounded you for doing yeah. that. Because no one can There's do that. There's one guy. There's one guy in the whole school that even comes close and he's still not as cool as Ferris. No. <laughs> exactly. Or 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 yeah, I could easily hack the computers at my school from my house and change my records. Like like when he saw him, when he when he changed his absence record from like nine to one or two or two. three. Like yeah. he hacked the school. Like he, first of all, what network is he connecting through? <laughs> like it's, it's just the war games thing again, but like, it's just yes. so funny. Like yes. it, it, that kind of stuff. So it's sort of, yeah, but it just kind of ruins high school. It ruined high school for me. Cause when I was thinking about it and I was growing up, I was like, Oh, high school, the, the, I don't know. The, 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 I don't know. Did you, I never, I've never seen a high school in real life that had lockers that size that are always really huge lockers in high well, school. Well, I mean, I mean, okay, granted. So Derek, I mean, we went to a small, 
Southern Baptist no, private school. Yeah, no, no, but my school now. This, they're, Mi- they're Michelle's, lockers, Michelle's lockers were that size. Were those the big ones? Oh, okay, I guess. Because it's right. a, it's a, she went to Gables and it was an old high school, you know? So her lockers were big. She had the big one. Worst case, she had the ones that were two, but I don't think she. I think she had the one that was a full size locker. The one you can you like, know? like you see in Save by the Bell, that's a person can yes. fall into. Yes, wow. exactly. But why would you think she had a size locker that big? Who needs a locker that big anyway? Like, that's I, so funny. It's for, it's, it's for, it's for, 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 for the for It's for all the merch, dude. Oh, oh yeah. Merch. There you go. And the fringe. <laughs> the merch and the fringe. You're using words that I, I, I'm not. I don't, I don't understand. The, I know the well, word. I don't understand the context. It's Sorry. for the. It's for. It's just like an office space, but it's for all the flair. You don't have enough flair, oh, really. Wow. Okay. Another Jennifer Aniston. There you there go. go. Gen- Connection. There you go. Connection. Do all the lockers have like outlets so that you can blow dry and blow out your hair between yes, classes? Yes. Gotta have that aqua. That aqua viva. So yeah, that movie, that movie just kind of like, it was one of many movies where you see this in high school and you're like, man, high school doesn't like that. Or, or, or was it, or when someone's going to class and they have like a book. Well, here's the and, thing. And like, yeah, not even supplies. Too, and I'm like, yes. like, they don't have a book bag. They don't have a back, or they have a backpack, but they have like one book in the back. You have one notebook and a, pencil. and a pencil. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and no, then- no. In real life, kids have a lot of books. Kids have a ton of books in high school. Lots of books. Yes, too many. That's, too it's, many. Still, it's still even true today when so much of it is digital now and they have like mostly digital textbooks. You still have kids with these big book bags with tons of books. Like it's no one goes to school like, yeah, I'm going to school like in the eighties movies and the guy has like a book and a pencil or You, you mean know? you mean you mean we're 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 not at the point where the uh where the Federation has given everybody uh, little tablets and they can just do everything on them? Uh no. For those who don't know what I was talking about, the Federation talking about, I believe, is Star Trek. And Star, Star Trek, Trek yes. So, the uh, internet takes yeah. over. The, in- no. the, the interwebs, as I like to say. No, but well, no, but the one thing is that also, we, I, you know, like I said, Derek, you know, we, Goody and myself, we went to a small Southern Baptist school. So even if we independent tried Baptist, to... It wasn't Southern Baptist, it was independent oh, Baptist. Independent, I apologize. Independent Baptist school. And even if we tried to skip school, which we couldn't, <laughs> they knew you didn't skip school because there were only like maybe 800 kids in the entire school. So every teacher knew when one kid was out. And I even knew a girl in my class who decided dumbly enough to actually drive through campus, get out of her car, go to the soccer field, which was on the other side, just outside, jump in another, jump in the same car that just dropped her off and roll out. And someone saw her. I mean, people saw her. So she got in trouble that way. I mean, it was just insane. I mean, and by within ten minutes of homeroom, every class had the attendance. Within ten minutes. That's crazy. Like I, I've never been in a school that small. I, I mean, they they knew you by first and last name, right? Oh, oh, dude, they knew us for sure. Nobody knew I existed in my school. I was like one of three thousand. Nobody they knew. knew. They, they knew Goody for academic purposes. They knew me for other stuff. So, the fuck up. I'll <laughs> yes. say it. No, <laughs> yes. no, man, no way. No, they knew me. They knew me no for way. academics as well. I was, I was good academically. I was as good as Goody, but I was good academically. But I also had a, a pretty big fuck up. You know, selling porn is not that great. Oh my god. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> so, but either way, either way, what I'm saying is that, but in that kind of well, like my wife, she skipped school her senior year quite a few times. I was she always did. too she worried. Cut. I did. I was like, "What she, if I get caught?" 
I don't know what's going to happen. Classes. Yeah, like, no, me, t- I, I couldn't do that. Like, yeah, I was the no, same I way. couldn't do that. Not in my yeah. school. No, I was too scared. Well, she you can't do it now. She did. You can't do it now because there are no like public schools in in public schools here where I live. They they don't. There are no more open campuses. Yeah, they they, they cut that out. They 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 shut Shit, that down like fifteen years ago. Yeah, we we were in college. I think I don't. Well, holy crap. Yeah, because remember, remember there were all those kids that were getting... <laughs> 15 yeah. years ago. Anyway, <laughs> wow, 15. dude. Yeah, dude. Okay. Like, like but, I mean, um, they, I, remember, yes. I, remember, I remember they cut yes. that off because the kids were going to... The, the, one specifically was the girl that was walking from her high school to the McDonald's just up the road, literally two blocks away, and she got killed because a car hit her. You know I mean? Yeah, and, like, supposedly... And also, like, because students were one off campus to go get, to get lunch, but then be, they'd be like barreling their way back in their car so they don't they're not late to class and then they get into an accident um so they basically shut that down and there are no more open campuses uh public school open campuses or anyone open campuses like yeah so there you go jeez they locked they locked the gates took all the fun close the gates like in those like a medieval movie close the gates so but yeah no dude i mean it was it's yeah High school in the eighties apparently was much more relaxed. <laughs> it looks like, but that. also, and also, but also, sure. you think technology has changed dramatically? I mean, shit. Well, yeah, and you can also like, like, like you mentioned, attendance. They want attendance being done in the first ten minutes is the rule now because it's all electronic. So you go to the kids in the class, you click on something, and the minute you click on it, it gets uploaded to wherever the attendance goes. Uh, well, they whatever. had automated, they would automatically call my parents, your son isn't in third period, blah, 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 blah. No, thanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, in here it's the same thing. I mean, that's not automated, but they can pick up pretty quick when there's a discrepancy, well, barring the mistake of a teacher, which sometimes happens. But like, if you're there for homeroom, but you're not there for the middle of the day and you're marked as absent in the other classes, it's kind of weird. And so they'll, they'll sometimes, I mean, once or twice, you know, unless if the person has not been excused out because of being picked up early for an appointment or something, then they'll be like, oh, that's weird. And then if it's done more than once, they start calling the parents and parents are like, what do you mean? I dropped them off this morning. They were there. And it's like, well, no, they're not here now. They're not in their classes, which could be they went to another person's class. But if that's the case, it's still skipping class, skipping class. Regardless yeah, of whether exactly. you're doing it on campus or you either, or you can like, escape the grounds. They're being naughty. So, Tomas. Yes, sir. How do you rate the movie? I rate the movie, in my opinion, I think this movie is actually a solid 8.5. Fair, fair, fair choice. I, I think it's better than the 80% that it's being given in Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's more of an 8.5, maybe a 9, depending on certain aspects. But I, for me, it, it would push the 9 if... We got a little bit more. I think if we got a little bit more of Cameron's backstory, but I think it's good that we don't because we can, can we can kind of contrive a little bit more information from Cameron based on the way he's acting. You and can the extrapolate way he's going. a little bit more. Yes, I can extrapolate a little bit more, which is good. I think. I think. But I think. With I think the movie itself. I mean, it's it's a hallmark of eighties movies. I think it's it's it. It uh, what's it called? What's the we were talking? We said it earlier. It still holds up because there's really not that much going on as far as special effects. And then the comedy still hits. You know, I don't. I didn't get bored watching it. It's not like it's like you said. It's not. There's no cringe factor. There's no Thundercats effect. You there know it what is. I mean? Trademark. There it is. I mean, Pat pending. It's definitely. I would have been really <laughs> upset 
if it if it came into that space, right? If it if it didn't hold up years later. Yeah, I can see that, but I mean, for me, that's that's where I'm at. Goody, what about you? Uh, I'm gonna give this a solid a solid nine out of ten Dunkashanes because I really I do enjoy Dunk-a-shane. it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I really do. Dunk-a-shane. And I just okay, like okay. going back. I like you know what that whole new conformance thing I talked about before. I love that. I like the affluent kid. I like just that just that whole vibe it has. Yeah, man. Goody, we Sign were those kids. Up. We were those kids when we were in elementary school. We were those kids? What are you talking about? We were those nonconformist kids. No, no, no. Because we had Marie. New, the new conformists. New conformists. New conformists. No, no, we weren't. Before, no, we before, weren't. I mean, before we moved to Miami, yes, we were. You just wanted to be that cool? Is that what it is? No, we weren't. Well, the thing is, is that we, I mean, I mean, we were that upper middle class kid before certain things, before the Great Recession happened in the 80s, but yeah. Okay. So, Marie was definitely one of those kids. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. She had remember, bro. Dude, when she went to Baylor, man, she had all the records. She had the record. I mean, she, she was, she was doing well. She was doing okay. She was, she was the high school kid in the eighties. Back when having vinyls meant that you were doing well. Derek, what about yourself, sir? Man, oh, um, he's, he's got he's, he's turning he's this bitch up. To, he he's it. turning he's turning this bitch up to eleven. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm. I know if I get in the habit of going outside of the 10 scale, it would be a bad plan, right? Because then I just have to keep one-upping myself. Um, I, I feel pretty strongly that it's, it's, it's probably an, a 9.3 for me, 9.3. Um, it's, it's almost a perfect film. I, I, it's this old. I've watched it this many times. I've seen it in multiple phases of my life and I've enjoyed it every time I share it with people and they, if they who haven't seen it, they love it. It's really one that you can't go wrong with. Right. Who hasn't seen this movie. Well, there is a younger generation that didn't get to experience, uh, you know, the, the eighties wave that I caught, you know, whenever I was younger. Um, I mean, my sister was born in 95 and she loves this film. Right. It resonates even with her. And it it just kind of it speaks volumes to me. So I I definitely, definitely would a nine nine three is good for me, I think. Cool. That that works, man. That works. All right. Well, I mean, case in point, we've done everything. I mean, it was I was gonna say something now, Goody, to when you were saying uh well, well okay you said something god i was gonna say something and i totally forgot but you know what's all we were talking about the ferris bueller show you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of this show i don't know if you remember this show Goody. it was a show when you won't know this show Derek. i mean no your way you won't know so because one you weren't you didn't even exist this you weren't even a twinkle in your parents eye okay uh but there was a me. show oh parker no, lewis won't. can't lose no, not yet, Goody. That's what you're talking yet. about. No, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm calling not. it. Uh, although I, I, that's a good, that's a good choice. No, it was a show in the '80s, Goody. I think it was called The Wizard or Mr. Yeah. Wizard. The, no, the Mr. Wizard was the guy that would do the science yes. and stuff. Yes, I don't know the scientist, but no, it was but the, the wizard, wizard. It was like a toy maker that would solve problems, and he had this bag or something. And yes, yeah. and yeah, he I was remember. he was he was a little person, and his and his assistant was the dude who was the assistant who was the second for. Uh, 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 what's his name? Lee Major's show, The Fall Guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was the cop in uh, Space Invaders. But hey, what am I talking about here? Boom, dropping the wow. rabbit hole. My bad. 
Go ahead and jump anyway, in that hole. Why did you bring up the movie again? Uh, the no, TV because show, it was because it because we were talking about Ferris Bueller. It was just a crazy show that lasted maybe no time. But that was also loved that show. That was actually eighties. That was yeah. That was actually eighties. And I know me and you love that show. We saw that show every week, and then it just disappeared on us. Remember? Yeah, I know. I know. I remember. I remember that. God, God bless America. Way to bring up something that is completely unrelated, but uh, (laughs) that's how we roll, I guess. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Tangents galore. In any case, so uh, we told you we were going to do it. So yeah, I mean, so many tangents. This is like a math problem or something. Yes. Bring Uh, out your fucking Texas. I'm not a math guy. Bring out, bring out, things work. Bring out that, break out that TI thirty eight CAD graphing calculator. What? Or, or TI-83, oh. like 38? I had, I had an 80, 82, and then I had an 83. I think it was like an 82B or something at some point. Oh, my God. All right. Since we're talking about it, I watched a guy who overclocked one and water-cooled it online, so that's on YouTube. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> a TI-83, really? Uh, I think he did it as an 84, but yeah, well, it was pretty kind of cool. They ran Doom out of that. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Fuck me, dude. All right, so anyways. I'm going to um, this was yes. Let's go with top shelf, guys. All right, who's going I will, first? I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay, so top shelf for me, I'm gonna do anime, and it's one I know you haven't fucking done, bro. Oh, right, so shut the fuck I out. doubt that. I doubt that. <laughs> you know what, Goody? Why? Why? Why must you have so little faith in me? Um, so little. I don't know. Faith. Track because record? I have a lot more faith in Derek. All right, so sh- why don't you guys <laughs> shut the up and listen? All right, so. I don't think I brought this one up. Is uh, have, I, I, have I talked about Baki? Yes. I, yes or no? One? Yeah, I have. I haven't talked about it though, have I? Yes. I think you you you. I think you name dropped it. Did you? Do you? I don't remember. You, I don't you know if you actually kind of listed length. it as a top shelf. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Yeah, I mentioned it. All right. Is there a game you play like in the beach and stuff with the ball? No, no, that's Bachi. That's bocce. Oh, ball. okay, okay. Dude, that's okay. bocce. That's bocce ball. That's bocce ball. All right, go ahead. No, no. Sorry. But, but, so there's a show on Netflix that they just came out with their third part. And it is such a fantastic show because it's like underground MMA fighting and kung fu and shit like that. It's called Baki. And they just released the third part. And it's fantastic. The violence in this show I have never seen as far as hand-to-hand. Because there's really there's, there's some weapons. Because some people use weapons that are like attached to their body. Or you can't see like a very thin piece of metal wire that they use to sever someone's hand. I mean, but other than that, dude, the show is just absolute wanton physical violence brought upon someone else with their hands and feet. I mean, it is insane what they do to people. I yeah, mean, the, just, the, the the animation on that show is is really premium. They they, they really top-notch. do a good job with they landing do. punches and giving you good physics and making it yes. feel very serious. Yeah, when they like, there's some scenes where they land a kick on someone's face, and you can see the eyes shake. And it's just, it is unbelievable. They talk about like there's one part. Um, in this season, the, th- the third part, where you meet Muhammad Ali's son, and he's one of the characters, and they talk about how, and this is something I never noticed until they actually mentioned it in the show, is that, you know, these guys, they fight every day, all day long. That's what they do. They spar. And they spar, and they take punches, but boxers 
when they get hit, if you've ever noticed, their eyes don't close. Like, it doesn't affect as far as, yes, they get Well, yeah, they have blurry, to be used to it. They have to keep their eye on the so opponent. they're so used to but they have to keep their eye on the opponent. So even if they get knocked in the face, their eyes never close, unless their eye gets closed for them with a punch. But other than that, their eyes never really close. They constantly have their eyes open during the fight because, like you said, they always have to keep an eye on the opponent. So it's just one of those things. I mean, there are some fights that are just way out of control, and you can say, okay, this is totally bullshit, but it's fun to watch. Like, there's one dude who's, like, this big old American guy, and he uses a wire, and he, and he literally severs some dude's hand. I mean, in a, in a flick of a wrist, he severs his hand. That's such a good scene. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my God. And there's another guy who is – they're all death row in, and At first, they start off that, like, they're these death row inmates. They need to feel what defeat feels like. But then it gets to the point of a tournament, and it, and it's be, and it's something because Baki wants to fight his dad. Like there's, it's just it just grows and grows and grows to the point where you just you have this point where it's just like fuck, you know. And it's it's it is a great show. It's on Netflix. Watch it. The third season you got to watch it subbed because there's no English language because of COVID. They don't have any ang- they don't have any odd English language audio if that's what you're into. But it's still good. It holds up, and this the fight scenes are amazing. The different styles are great. I mean, it's it. I have a and it's funny because to me, some of the animation reminds me for some weird reason reminds me of Fist of the North Star. Am I am I wrong? Like the guys are just so big. <laughs> it's just like yeah. They, I mean, they they do they do. There's a little bit of oversizing. There's yeah. there was a big trend that year for like physical. Uh, I mean, a lot. That was when anime really shifted towards a lot of other sports themes, right? So they had yeah. this one. Baki came out. They also had uh, I think Haiku came out about the same time frame, which is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think focused around like basketball or volleyball. Yeah, like poetry that. or anything. Uh, no, no there's, there's one nothing there's, like there's, that. There's, dude, there's one of competitive. What's well, called Haiku? I didn't know. There, there, which is the which is the one that's of competitive gambling? Uh, Kaganui or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. That one's on Netflix right now. Yeah, that one's um, on Netflix. And even have the even have the the Netflix has a live action version of the show too. Well, and and these were this trend is still still pretty popular right now especially with covid i think this latest season the spring season for anime had like i don't know 10 more sports related episode uh, uh t- series that were newly launched if you really like soccer Baki, one that just came out too yes there was there's a soccer one that was really popular and it's still going on i think it's on its like fifth season now yeah, um yeah, yeah. if you really like baki check out megalobox m-e-g-a-l-o box i was it's, about to it's uh what was that movie that maybe it was Hugh Jackman was Real like Steel. Real, Steel. Real Steel robots? Yeah, well, it's it's kind of in that same vein. Like they they have like these appendages that are uh, cybernetic, cybernetic, and, and and they still box and they still take real hits and all that stuff. It, they're all really good. If if you like them, watch two or three episodes of any of these, and you'll know if it if it's if it's your flavor or not. But yeah, absolutely, yeah. Baki's okay, a great so series. Yeah, Baki. Baki was good. Baki was, but when I saw that, I was like, I, at first I was watching it, and it 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 took a little bit to get into it. But dude, once you're in it, I mean, I was vested. I was like, yes, all yes. about it, all about it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Who's next? Goody, Derek. 
I'll, I mean, I'll go next. Oh, no, go ahead. Go, Derek. You want to go? You do All it. right, sure. Yeah. So um, there's a lot going on in the world. Um, we made a note of it on our last episode. Um, but with that, I think Netflix made a strong swing. They offered up a, uh, I don't know, black influenced or black written or black educational style dashboard yes. where you could, um, you know, step into the world of the folks who live through this life and, and, mm-hmm. and have to endure all of these different hardships. And I found a show that I fell in love with. It's called trigger warning with killer Mike. Oh yes. I saw the trailer for that dude. The show is eye opening. This guy is, I mean, you can tell. So killer Mike is a, is a rapper. Um, he's, he's really Part successful. The jewels. Yeah. Yes. He's very successful in his industry and he's taken his money and tried to find ways to lift up the black community. He lives here in Atlanta. He lives it here in is, Atlanta. The guy is hilarious. He's educated. He's looking for creative ways to actually make a difference. And man, it is entertaining. It's educational. It's easy to watch. If you want to try and dip your toe in the water, check it out. Uh, it's on Netflix. Um, it's yeah. it's a fantastic show. I'm only three or four episodes in. I am going to binge the whole thing this weekend. Um, definitely worth a watch. I saw the trailer for it, and I thought it was hilarious when the kids were talking. And he's like, "Hold on, man! You know that you you you're representing yeah. white privilege with the way you're interrupting him." And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And he like you know, and the kid was like, "Authentic, like I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that." He's like, "Well, that's what's up. That's an ally right there." I kind of yeah, think. yeah. I mean, kids kids don't. Kid, things like racism or evil in general, they're not inherent, right? They're taught, right? Yeah. And these kids are these kids are so young; they haven't been tainted with these negative perspectives. And it's funny because he he tries to interrupt his his black classmate, and he goes, "Hold on, because if I let you do this, this is his first lesson in white privilege," <laughs> you know. And it's it's these are these kids are like five, right? But. Mm-hmm. It was, it's, uh, it's funny. It's educational. It's definitely eye opening. Um, I like a lot of other people that are not black are trying to become as educated as possible right now. And it's a good way yeah. to start, right? It's a good, easy yeah, way I mean, to start. I've, it's on I've, Netflix. I'm, myself and, and, and my wife, Michelle, we've been trying to at least, you know, try to do as much as we can to kind of educate the girls in different things, you know, in different people that, you know, we wouldn't hear, we wouldn't have heard about in school, you know, like case in point, people like Arturo Schomburg and Fannie Lou Hamer, famous people that you don't really hear about in school that are, you know, you know, large influences in, you know, black history and black culture. And so it was, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely a case in point. Like we, I've, I've read about, you know, like we, I just, like I saw Selma, the movie Selma this past weekend with my wife and, you know, we knew about some of the stuff, but we didn't know about all the stuff. And, it was, I mean, that movie was eye-opening, to say the least. So, yeah. Well, I mean, good, good, good we're coming up on it, and uh, what is it? I, I know that this is going to be released a little bit late, but tomorrow's Juneteenth, and yeah. that's a big deal to a lot of people, and some folks have never it even is. heard of this holiday. So No, 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 they've never heard of it. But that's my oh, pick. Yeah, good, good on you, bro. Good on you, man. Goody, what you got? All right, so here comes a severe tone shift. Um, <laughs> All right, that's fair. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, oh man, to follow that, I'm like, well, well I like video games. He's, he's like, um, I, I should have gone second. He's like, I should have gone second. Yeah, video really. games are good. Um, 
strong. But anyway, uh, so it's actually two <laughs> things. I might have mentioned one of these already before, but I'm going to bring it back. One was a TV show that I loved that I actually I just started picking up again and watching again and finishing it. It's only one season, very short season, but it's a show on um, – it's one of actually Apple TV Plus shows. It's uh, Mythic Quest. Um, I haven't seen I, it yet. I put it aside Such for a while. Such a good show. Yeah, man. It's really, really funny. It's really great. I put it aside for a while, uh, but then I um, I watched – started watching it again actually you know, uh, yesterday, and I, I'm like, man, I really liked it. So Didn't I actually, they film that whole show with an iPhone? With iPhones? I have no idea. I don't know anything Sorry, about that. Yeah, okay. doesn't it have a really long? What is the whole name? It's like Mythic Quest. It's Mythic Quest something. Raven's Banquet. There you go. <laughs> because it's the name of the MMO that the show. It's it's one of those like you know workplace comedies. Um, although one thing that was really great about it was that it's by the guy that uh, one of the guys that created It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, yes, and it's and he's actually he's one of the main actors in it, and it's really great. he created the show too. And you see a lot of that. Um, some of that uh, sort of, um, and you see some actors and you're going to like, you, you like a bubble. And it's got that workplace comedy type thing going with an MMORPG, you know, company. And the game is called Mythic Quest and Raven's Banquet's like the big expansion that they've been building towards and stuff. Well, anyway, um, one of the that struck me why I liked it so much, it kind of, you know, struck me was that the, uh, I just, the last episode I watched was one in which it was just not having to do with the regular series. It was actually like, sort of like, the development, well, the, the way the, the, it's not even related to the characters as far as I know. I mean, maybe later on in the series they'll show that, but it's an episode that begins in like, it's just like 1993. And pretty much this guy and this girl, and then they meet and they make a game and then sort of like going ups and downs uh, in their, in their kind of like making this game and coming together. And that in 93, they, they meet each other in like what's meant to be a video store or a game store. Um, and he just released a game. Uh, and then the girl is like looking for a game because she's like, you know, the girl is very much like a kind of a dark, morbid sort of like goth type. Um, and then, you know, you know, fast forward two years later and they'd come up with this game. Uh, is it how he met Poppy, the character? No, 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 no. It's, 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 that's the thing. It's not even related to any, as far as, as of yet, any of the characters. It's, it's like a, a total one-off episode. It's not how they met anyone. It's really interesting. It's like the... It's one where like they meet and it's like 93, 95, they make a game called um what is it something the DQD, uh Dark Quiet Death is the game they make. It's makes an indie game. And then it becomes like really popular and in ninety-six. They make they get they make their game studio to make because uh, the game sold really well in ninety-five to make the sequel and they're able to buy a whole thing and then like basically it's sort of like as the years go by, as sort of a kind of like a parallel to their or kind of like a a vision of the, of the relationship because they get married and everything of how the game changes and is changing to kind of like to be more of a money maker and how that's impacting their marriage and the relationship. Wow. It's, it's, it's really cool. We knew it was episode that was very much a very different episode uh, in terms of tone and everything compared to what they do in the show. And Almost. I don't even know how it's related to the rest of the series of any other kid. At the end, we do a kind of a little thing to tie it just kind of, but it's very um, remotely tied. It's, it's just a really neat sort of like little palate cleanser in the series. And it, it was really cool how they did it. I thought that was a really great idea what they did there. Um, but yeah, cool. I mean, I've, been, I've been thinking about but overall, show, it's, but, but still it's very funny. It's very, very, very funny. It's really good. You got to check it out. Uh, that, that right. show, that episode's a little different, but definitely the other thing on my top shelf, if you will, is once again, I've decided to, and I've gotten deep into it in my back catalog, in my backlog of games. 
uh, and I've started to play um, Breath of the Wild. I have I played five. Uh, you yes. actually you actually gonna you actually gonna play the game or you're gonna do the side quest like a bitch? Yes. Oh, the answer to that. Come on. Well, here's the thing though. Look, I'm sorry. Game, I'm sorry. Look, 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 no, 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 no. Here's the thing. That game was so different to any other kind of Zelda game, right? True. Like totally changed it's everything true. to the point that to answer your question, Neville, people and people have done this. You can, from when the game starts, go straight to Ganon and take on Ganon if you want. Like a speed run of that game, you can play right. that game You're in 27 right. minutes. All right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I don't know how they beat in 27 minutes, but they did. I right? don't know so you can, because you have to be a certain level to meet up with Ganon. Well, well or just do, not if you're really good at the timing of attacks. And dodging. No, you don't. Like you could you do a lot. And that's the thing. So I don't know how people do it, but you can. But you can go right to Ganon right in the beginning and just skip the entire game and finish it and then there it is right but the game kind of you could do that but the game makes it a lot easier if you complete some other aspects of the main quest before taking on you know the big boss but anyway but yeah i'm doing that but yeah but of course yeah you know me so i get you know i want to like reveal the map i want to go to the different places and you know explore and all the other side stuff so yeah i'm looking to be that guy that sinks 100 hours into the game we'll see I haven't sunk that many hours into it as far as I know. I have I'm already it. at 350 on that game, and I'm still not done. See, there you go. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's a, it's, I've got it again, and it's one of those where, you know, I go to bed, and I take my Switch with me, and I play a good hour or two before. Until the Switch dies. Actually, it's exactly what happened. That actually happened exactly last night. My Switch was like, console, low battery, and then, like, it gave me that, that, that other warning of, like, okay, we've got, like, 5% left of battery life. You want to save up right now just in case well so, you make yeah. a bad decision like i did and i got a battery pack that snaps onto it and then i'll just play for eight hours until 2 a.m there we go well yeah ridiculousness no, i mean i guess I could, actually i could do that too because i got one of those little power banks for it when i thought i was going to be going away for some work and so i have a battery pack a power bank that can plugs right into a USB-C. hey man i'm here for all the bad ideas and bad decisions if you'd like he's <laughs> not bad uh-oh. Whatever. Anyway, so yeah. Raven, Mythic Quest, love the show. That's one. And then, of course, yeah, Zelda, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. There we go. That works. That works. Both good picks. Yeah, man. Solid. 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 I got to watch Mythic Quest because I've been meaning to watch it. I just haven't, you know, I just didn't, haven't sat down to just watch it, dude. I need to start watching it. But. Mythic Quest is one of those ones that you really have to watch, I would say, probably three or four episodes before you can really say if you're going to like it or not. Yeah. Um, but if you liked, uh, what's the, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia? It's very similar. It's in the same, it's not as good, but it's very similar. Okay, well, either way, um, that's good. That, that's good, good, good picks, guys. Good, good, uh, good movie discussion. Now, here we come, Goody, to the time at hand. Well, first off, this, just as everyone knows, this was a pick because the last couple picks have been Goody's and mine's birthday. And because we started this a little late, we didn't get a chance to celebrate Derek's birthday. So, this pick that we had, Ferris Bueller, was Derek's birthday pick, belated birthday pick. So, uh, happy belated birthday to you, Derek, sir. It feels weird. My birthday's in February. I know. But I appreciate it, it bro. Just, just, just own it, man. I'm trying to be nice. I'm not, not going to fall into that trap. No, no birthday wishes for you, all right? For me, <laughs> nah, perfect. Nah. I appreciate it. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, cause he. Oh, you know what? Fuck you too, bro. I swear to God. In any case, Goody says Derek chose the last motion picture. What will we be partaking of the cinematic feature fun in the next episode? Well, um, as it is, G G G G G G G G G G unit. Yeah, I wasn't gonna. Okay. All right. I mean, I was referencing that. Whatever. Anyway, the letter is G. So to go with it, the pick is going to be. Galaxy Quest. Oh my god. <laughs> Just keep it going. <laughs> Galaxy Quest. All right, Galaxy nice. Quest. Tim Allen. Rickman, Tony Shalhoub, uh Sigourney Weaver, Justin Long. Uh um, Daryl Chill Mitchell. Daryl Chill Chill Mitchell. Yeah, is it Sam Sam uh Sam Rockwell? Is that his name? I Sam say. Rockwell. Yeah. As a red shirt. <laughs> yeah. No man. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, I, I love that movie. Justin Long. You said Justin Long, right? I said Justin Long. I sure See, did. Was in there. Who, there was, I'm there kind was of pumped to see this one because I've only seen it, gosh, once all the way through in one sitting. Oh, geez. Yeah, I haven't seen it a lot either, but I, I just I love it because you know I, I you know you guys know I'm, I'm all, all things science fiction, so I do love Star Wars. And I love Star Trek, and there's no reason why you can't love both. And I think this movie is great because it's like it's at at, at point it's like it's when. It's when it's like someone that loves you makes fun of you. So you know it's not mean spirited, but they know you so well. They know how to like. They really know how to bring out the funny part. That's what it is. Like it's 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 a movie. I think that is that is both a kind of parody, making fun of, but also a love letter to Star Trek, and not just the series, but just like the culture of it. And because you see that movie, and if you know anything about the kind of like the story, and we'll bring this up later when we talk about the movie next week or next time. But um, like you know that. So much of that, and if you do know the backstory of some of the actors and what they dealt with in the Star Trek series, uh, when it was on, you know, the, the original series and all that, like, and what they, they deal with now, what they, what they dealt with, well, in convention. yeah, and they and, and that's what it is, like, they take those stories and they just put them into the movie. And so, like, you see, like, when they saw these things they're going through, uh, with dealing with fans, that that's actually what these actors, the actors that they're kind of riffing off of, uh, went through, and so it's pretty, um. Pretty cool. I love it. So yeah, Galaxy it? Quest. By Grabthar's hammer, I will avenge you. Or things you shall be avenged or something. You shall be avenged, exactly. We'll get it right. We'll get it right next time. We'll, we'll get it done. So good choice. So uh, in a few weeks, guys, um, you'll have this motion picture. Um, and uh, we'll be watching Galaxy Quest just like everyone else. So uh, for all sorts of purposes, everybody... But I appreciate so far you guys have been listening. A few of you guys have actually been listening and reached out. Let me know what you think. Um, I appreciate you guys, you know, liking us on on, on Instagram and um, and on different things that we have out there. As far as social media handles, like every week, you can find me at, in, on Twitter at, at Jubase79. That's at J-U-B as a boy, E-I-7-9. You can find us, the Motor Boys, on Instagram. Motor, at motor, movies, motor, boys. motor, 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 At Movies on the Rocks, uh, at Movies on the Rocks 2020. Derek, where can we find you? I thought we were going to make it a whole episode without saying Motor Boys, but I was wrong. Oh, right. no. I'm no. on Twitter. Motor, motor. Hit motor, me up motor, motor. at DB underscore arrow. That's A-E-R-O. I'm on there. Argue with me. Tell me what you think. Tell me that Ferris Bueller is the greatest movie of all time. Maybe we'll be friends. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But if not, you still have us, the Motor Boys. Uh. <laughs> it's like gore. It's like it's like a it's like a weird, like, un- un- unabashedly 
foreign version of war. I don't. Just I don't understand now. at all. <laughs> yeah, your thing. Does he there. know what? Do you know what gore is? Oh God! If you don't, okay. In any Next. case, as as always, we end the move the, the show with a phrase from the movie. Anybody want to throw down one? If you don't stop and take a look around every once in a while, you might miss it. There you go. <laughs> oh God. Anyways, all right, guys. Peace out. Talk to you guys next time. Later.